Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? I am doing damn good, Joel. Excellent. I like it. It's been... I like to hear that. It's been good. It's been been a lazy start of the year for me, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I've had some ups and downs. I've had a couple of shitty... Not shitty, but like... Some some, um, not great news this week, but just stuff I've got to work on. So you know, there's that. But I've seen some cool movies this week. That's been good. Joel, cinema is as good as games right now. Like it's just oh yeah. I finally saw oh, Shape yeah. of Water in Bendigo, which is oh dude. It was it got here so late because I assume because this place is just no class. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's great. Did you love it? I did. It was really good. It yeah. was I just yeah. It was beautiful. Just beautiful, yep. and I really liked it. It w- it reminded me of Mass Effect as well, as well as being a beautiful film. So you know, <laughs> it it didn't until your housemate reminded me that it did, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> oh, right, absolutely it does. Thane. Um, yeah, he, he absolutely does look like Thane. Um, but yeah, so that was good. I saw I saw Black Panther. I haven't seen that yet. That's very- on my list of things to see, along with many other movies. It was pretty fucking good. Um, and then yesterday I went and saw Ladybird. I went on a uh, treat yourself movie trip by myself and uh, went and saw Ladybird. Um, it's good. I really liked it. So I've now seen three of the, uh, I don't know how many, but like the Oscar nominated best pictures now. Um, there's two more I'm going to try and knock out before because I'm actually going to an Oscars party on uh, on the night of the Oscars, which will be fun. So I want to try and watch as many as I can. So the next two I'm going to try and knock out are Get Out and... Dunkirk. I want to see get Sorry. out pretty badly. I'm going to rent it off um That's... off uh, YouTube. Okay, I'm going to rent it off the PSN probably. Oh, yeah, nice. I would, but it's like, I got a $10 minimum. And I was like, well, I could just do it on YouTube. And then it still works on the app, so I can just do it that way. True. So, because I was going to do that when I watched the Lego Batman movie. And I ended up, I was like, I wonder if I can get it on YouTube. Because I know you can rent. Oh, yep, yeah, I can. Awesome. So now every time I'm like, I want to rent a movie. Like if there's a movie that I want to watch that's just come out like on uh, like on home video and it's not on the streaming services, I'm like, maybe I can rent it. It's like five bucks or something. I'm like, that's how much I would have paid for a new release back in the day. So, yeah. Like, so how how hard was it, Joel, for him to do this? Like it's already drained my need for piracy, Joel. But just yep. make it easy to access for a relatively cheap price and my laziness will kick in and I'll pay them five bucks to watch the damn movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I must admit though, I don't have any access to anime at the moment because uh, Ash canceled our stand, our, um, our uh, anime lab subscription tonight because we weren't using it. Um, so if there's something coming up that I want to watch. I'm going to have to just resub myself, I think. And that just... was that was the fate of my stand subscription, but I'll get it back when nah. Zombie comes back. But like, I'm not watching it right now. And... Yep. I basically let it drop as soon as Twin Peaks finished. So I was like, I don't need you. We're done here. But yeah, I'll, fair enough. I'll pick I've, it back I've up actually been watching, back. I've been watching more on Stan than I have been on That's because you're Netflix, watching The actually, Office. I am, yeah. I have, Karen, I mean, season eight of nine. I have two, like, less than two seasons left now. I think I've seen, like... I watched Michael Scott, Michael Scott's last episode last night. And as always, it's fucking, like, turns me into a complete mess. Because it's fucking brilliant. Um how they deal with that but uh yeah i think i've seen like half a season of the office 
Like the US ones. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, Kyron. It honestly is consistently good. Like, even even when it's like season one and it's like, you know, trying to be the UK office, it's still okay. But then, like, it gets its own feet and then Michael Scott becomes his own character and it's just fucking phenomenal. It has one of the best ensemble casts ever on television in a com- a, like a sitcom comedy it's just incredible it's important that i say it's not because i don't want to watch it it's it's, it's, it's because uh, of yeah. time yep yep the best part of it is though it's an easy watch because they're 20 minute episodes so like oh, there's a couple there's like quite a few of like double episodes and stuff like that but even then like stan you can just resume playing and things like that it's been good i've been like you know while i've been playing actually one of the games we've been playing this week I, I had it on the background as well, which is good. Um, and like, if I'm if I'm just like tooling around the couch playing something like Enter the Gungeon, it's good to have that on the background that I can just pause whatever I'm playing and like, if something interesting's happening, I can watch along. Um, but Karen, we are we are not hunting seasons, so <laughs> smooth. <laughs> uh, but also, we are yeah, not. You are no. correct. We, we yeah, I'm just stating a fact here. Um, hey hey, did they, they talked about Celeste a bit this week, didn't they? <laughs> I think maybe I, I think, haven't listened to I think it was in their description. They're moving on our turf. Ah, <laughs> moving on no theirs. Boy, order. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, speaking of Celeste, do you want to jump in with that? We may as well actually, since since we've brought yep. it up now. Awesome. All right. Cool. So we both uh, we both got around to, to playing a bit of uh, Celeste, the uh, the indie smash hit of the uh, of the the first part of the year so far. Um, so for uh, for you, those of you who don't know what Celeste is, it is a uh, sort of pixel perfect, uh, tough as nails platformer, um, and uh, with a, with a decent narrative, with like a, a, a good storyline that goes along with it, um, amazing pixel art and really great soundtrack. The soundtrack um, is so good. Mm, mm, um. Cool. So, where, where where should we start with this? Should we start with uh with how the, how the game feels? Well, I mean, I guess if we're going to start, we, we we can start there, and it's worth mentioning that it is by the developer who actually did Towerfall, a little game that started uh, on the Ouya, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you had you had an Ouya. 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 I still have it. It's in my. It's in the. I, I'm looking at the drawer that it's sitting in right now. Like, oh. oh my god. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh fucking hell. Um, yeah, I spent money on that. That was the first thing I ever backed on Kickstarter. Oh, we have we six- have we could we've got Kickstarter stories, Joel. I backed a thing on Kickstarter like five years ago, never saw it. <laughs> yep. It's Your so- housemates backed something on Kickstarter that we're gonna talk about a little bit later on. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's re- relevant this week. Um but yeah, so uh Towerfall and Towerfall Ascension, the uh the the, the party like uh, side-scrolling platform games. I guess what you... It's kind of like a Smash Brothers with arrows, I guess. Yeah, Maybe I guess. I, I, I can't really think of a better way to put it than that. Because you are set yeah. in like a, a little arena and you just fight to the death with arrows and you can catch arrows yeah. and you can just do all sorts of cool tricks and there's items and hazards and all sorts it's of that, stuff. It's got that, that great, like, easy to pick up, but if you want to get into the weeds and like really, like like get into like combos and skills and stuff like that. It's like catching arrows is quite difficult to do. But and you feel like when such you do a it, badass. Oh, and it's, it's always accompanied by that split second of silence. And then everyone going, Oh my God. Like it's a really it's satisfying great. sound. If I recall correctly. 
Oh yeah, it's so good. And like you sort of you almost like pause a little bit, as yeah, like, like freeze in midair a little bit. It's it's such oh. a good game. It feels good to play. So I want to play it's, Towerfall. Um, <laughs> I know we need to play Towerfall again because holy shit, that game is good. I remember there was I think one or two nights we were over at your house and we had like oh. a, a couple of sessions with. I think one night we played that and Nidhog all night and it was fucking awesome. It was a great night. Um, yeah, it's a really good party game for four players um, or one to four players. Uh, it's got really great pixel art. It's really fun. But uh, the guy that made it, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Let me do some research here. Studio, research. Is, is his studio called like Matt Makes Makes Games or something? Or Matt Makes Games, I think it is, yeah. yeah. I think you are correct. Which I love as a studio name, by the way. Yep. Yeah, so it's by... Yeah, Matt Makes Games, developer and publisher. And it's made by Matt Thompson. Uh, Thornson, sorry. Uh, and a few other people worked on it as well. Fairly small team, as you would expect from an indie game. Yep. Um, and it's out on pretty much everything. Like Xbox, PC, PlayStation 4, um, and Switch, which is what we both played it on. You got it on Switch, yeah? Absolutely. I, I, yep. I weighed up my options, but the Switch wins because handheld mode. And it's going to win almost Absolutely. every time with a multiplayer game when it's handheld mode. And I tell you what, like this, this is a really good, a good handheld game. Like it's a good game, uh, just to kick back on the couch, and um, and like hack away at and and jump around and and, and try and get through those tough as nails levels. Um, but yeah, it's man, does this game feel good to play? Like it's the respawns are really quick. It's got that you said before I had, before we started recording, it's got that, that super meat boy hook. Absolutely. Absolutely does. Um, just the snappiness, like you'll, you'll die, like you'll fall in a hole or hit a hazard and you'll sort of like pop and explode. And you're almost instantaneously back at the start of that area, ready to go for another run. So you never really have to deal with a frustrating load time, which is always the, the worst thing in games like this. If you ever have to any, any hard game, like for example, to go back in time, I remember bloodborne, when it first came out, with its Ooh, infamous yeah. load times, you would just get so frustrated because you would die yep. and spend up to a minute or more at a load screen, and would just your rage would just be burning inside you because you're like, oh yeah, you would be seething. Yeah. I died, and you're wasting my time. This game just yep. instant, and I love it. Yeah, it's kind of like like Hotline Miami as well. It's, yeah, it's absolutely for that. It's like it's like dead bang restart. Like you, you're you're out of action for about a second and a half like and you're back in the back in the game which is always and funny uh, when you're in like a tough as nails part and you sometimes are just yep. in, a, in an immediate loop of just death respawn death respawn death <laughs> yep. respawn and then you have to take that because you just keep going and going and going and then you go alright hang on a sec yeah. what am I doing wrong here what there's something here that is that I'm not doing right because obviously it can't be like what I'm doing isn't working so let's let's try and figure that out um, and I had a, quite a few moments like that where I said like out loud to myself, like, what am I missing here? What am I missing? And it's, I, I think that's a, a testament to the, the game's level design. It's really, really good. Um, each chapter has like, it feels really different. Now I, I, I've finished the game. You haven't, so I'm, I'm not going to go too far ahead with, um, with like things and, and whatnot, but, um, every chapter sort of introduces some sort of new element that makes it feel a little bit fresh. Um, yeah, I sort of figured that would be the case toes. based on the couple of chapters I have done. Like, I think the hotel mm-hmm. chapter had, like, the glowy blocks you could, like, uh, glide through. 
It had those yeah, like yeah, yeah. red and black hazards and all sorts of stuff. And the next area yep. has had like little bubbles so far. Oh yeah, the ones that that work like a dash. Yeah, and also characters. Yeah. A character just mentioned like keep an eye out on the wind. So I assume the wind is going to be a factor. Oh yeah, yep. Um, it's I mean like it's just it's such a such a fun game to play. I I picked it up I think Sunday night, Saturday Sunday, uh, and um, I like every day I just pretty much played that exclusively, except for playing a little bit of Overwatch and Monster Hunter with you throughout the week, um, and. It's just, it captivated me the entire time. Um, one, because the gameplay is so good and it's really, really fun. Uh, but also because the, the narrative is actually decent. It's it's really good. Um, it's like, you, you play as uh, Madeline, who's uh, gone to uh, Celeste Mountain in Canada. Um, she's just gone there and she's like, I'm going to climb to the top. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the top. I've heard it's pretty hard, but I'm going to do it. And along the way, she meets a few different people and they have varying degrees of faith in whether or not she can do it. Um, including now you've, cause you've done the, yeah. So you've done, you've met the part of you. Yeah. Or the part of me. You mean, uh, the shadow, shadow Mario basically. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. Like Nega Madeline. Um, it's yeah. So there's a, there's a part of you that, uh, will come out at some point. Um, and that is the most interesting story uh, as that develops as well. It's very, very cool. Um, and yeah, it's just cool to have like the idea of looking at like trying to overcome something in your life is like, can sometimes be referred to as like trying, trying to climb the mountain and get over the mountain and try and get to the top and be successful. And they've taken that, like figuratively and literally in this game. And I think it's just, it's such a great concept uh, and it works really well. And I was super invested through the entire, you know, six or seven hours it took me to play through. Um, it's, I love this game, Kyron. I, I love it. It's so, so good. So far it's very good. I, I can't speak much for the story elements because again, I'm very early in. I've only met a couple of characters. Yeah. None of them yeah. really have You've any great as belief well. in me. <laughs> yeah, I met Theo. Yeah, Theo's great. I love Theo. Taking selfies with him. Uh, I like when you finish a chapter, you get like that nice still shot that just looks in- yes. beautiful. Yep. Um, man, it's I, I I like I knew I was going to enjoy this game in some way or shape or form, but like I I fell in love with it. It's really great. So so far, Matt Matt makes games is a two for two for me of games that have really captivated me. One I've played much more of than the other. Um, or seen through to completion, I guess. <laughs> Not that Towerfall had like a story it, mode. I don't think it, it did it actually. Had, it had an arcade mode you could fight through. Yeah, and it unlocked like different air, like like arenas and characters, didn't it? I think it definitely unlocked arenas. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember yeah. characters. It might have. It's been a long time. I feel like they added characters in, with like DLC packs and stuff. There was a there was an expansion. Mm. Um. But yeah, I I I man, this game is so much fun. I'm enjoying it. Please, my, look. my main gripe yeah. so far is when I... So we talked... Again, we talked about this before we started recording. Uh, as we mentioned, mm. it's pretty much like a pixel-perfect sort of platformer, which is fine. Right. Uh, I have less... As much as I love playing it in handheld mode, I sometimes have less fun in handheld mode because I... First of all, the D-pad on the Switch in handheld mode on the Joy-Con is 
just hot garbage. I hate yeah, it. It's it's good. It's just in a bad location for, for mm. things like this. Nah, it, the fact that it's all separate buttons makes me so unhappy. Does that mean you hate the the DualShock DualShock Four one? Yes. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) The Xbox One has a superior D pad, and the Pro Controller on the Switch has also got a superior D pad. I just like my D pad to be like a single thing. I don't like it being divided up. I just don't like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, And even Uh, my problem with it is is the position of it. It's just too far down. Also that. Um, Mm. But I mean, even with the PS4 like D pad, it's not great, but they, they feel closer together. The buttons on the Switch, they just, I don't know, there's something about them, I just don't like it as a D-pad. I get why it's the like that, the, so you can play it the, with the two Joy-Cons. Exactly. But, yeah. The the DualShock 4 one's good, because it's sort of like, it concaves into the middle, so like, you can sit your thumb comfortably in the middle, and like, yeah, sort of that's just almost point. rock around it. Like that, the way that's designed is actually, I'm looking at mine now, and it's like, the way it it's uh, it's designed is, is actually pretty clever. You can just sort of rock your hand, I rock your thumb just to roll it around instead of like actually going physically going from button to button. So that, that kind of works. It's almost, it, it's almost as good as a uh, completely connected D pad. I just love a completely connected D pad. <laughs> uh, but again, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that's one issue I've had with it and hand hand load. Also mm-hmm. sometimes it's again, as part of being a pixel perfect platformer, if you tilt that joystick, which is what I'm normally using just because it's easier in handheld mode, you get a, a lot of accidental deaths. Like your Ooh, dashes yeah. will get launched diagonally when you need to go straight. And you're just like, okay, I'm sorry, but I tilted the joystick like five degrees to the right. I apologize. Yeah. We should probably mention that too, that like the, the main like gameplay hook is that you have a dash ability that you can, you can only use once. So basically you can jump in the air and then dash in any direction. Um, and you can also grab walls as well. That's basically the only buttons you need to know is dash and grab and jump. And you can only hold onto walls for a limited time. Yeah, you've got like a stamina bar, which is sort of symbolized by um, the the player character flashing red and starting to look like they're sweating. And also the uh, HD rumble yes. starts to get progressively quicker and quicker, which is really cool. I like that implementation. Yeah, it's, um, definitely, it's definitely good. I, I, I am always aware of how much longer I can hold onto a wall for. And I, and I love that. You take that moment where you're like, okay, it's it's vibrating only very small. All right, cool. I can I can maybe make a couple more jumps, um, but yeah, the the dash jump, uh, the dash resets when you hit like solid ground, basically. But it has um, to be it has to be grounds. A wall won't count. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to be like you're going to be standing, not grabbing a wall. Um, Additionally, which, yeah, leads to some. Yeah, it, it leads to some problems. And again, again, it's not huge. When I've been playing on the Pro Controller, it's been fine because that joystick is just, again, it's just an awesome controller. But on the handheld mode, with the because the joystick is it's slightly smaller almost, or at least it feels like it, to, com- yeah. to, you know, to accommodate the fact that it's a handheld, I have had some issues with it, but nothing major. I still love the game. I think if it had, I think if it had some sort of like, like grip on it, it would feel better. Yeah. Cause I kept looking at it. I'm like, this looks plasticky. It's the only part of the system that looks plasticky to me is like the, the, the top of the, the actual thumb stick of the, the joystick. It's hmm, just doesn't look good, but um, <laughs> it's, it's greasy as well. It gets the job well, done. Gets, ultimately. 
it does it does it does the right thing but like like you said in something like this where you, where every every pixel counts um and every degree of movement counts it's uh it can sometimes lead to some deaths um, yeah which yeah i absolutely had that same problem especially towards the end there was a couple of parts where i'm like all right this is there was one particular that's sticking out in my mind and i was like all right okay how am i going to fucking do this and it was right towards the end as well so i was I was almost there. I was almost at the end. I could feel it. And that's what was that you get that, that thing where, you know, you're about to finish a game and you're like, all right, here we go. The pressure's on. You start sort of like, you know, getting really excited. Um, and then I was like, Oh fuck, how am I going to get through this part? <laughs> um, but yeah, I fuck man, this game is so good. Like believe the hype about it. Um, it's, it's maybe not a 10 out of 10, yeah, I saw As IGN had yeah. mm. IGN gave it a ten. I so far wouldn't agree, but it is definitely very good. It's like it's like a high eight for me. I would say it's whoa, it's so good. And I was like, you were saying before, like before we started recording, you were saying it had, about how it had that sort of Super Meat Boy uh, gameplay hook, and like Super Meat Boy never clicked for me. I think it was too late to the party, um, and I've just never been bothered to go back to it. Um, and it always seemed, it seemed more daunting. I don't know whether it was because they were like spinning blades and it was very violent when you died. It, I, that's but a good it, point because, yeah. yeah, that game was a bit more aggressive with how it presented itself. It also had like the yeah. the guitar music as well. It was a bit more oh, intense yeah, yeah. compared to Celeste, which is pretty, it's not super chill, but its soundtrack is a lot more welcoming. It's, 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 yeah, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I like about this game is it, it's hard, but it's not impossible. Like, uh, platformers aren't my, like, I like playing platformers, but I'm not good at them. Like, th- this, and for me to be able to get through this game relatively, well, I had, like, I think by the end of it, I think my, my death count was, like, 2,228 or something. So I died a lot. Hey, man, um, as the game says, don't worry about it. That was, oh my God, that tooltip is the fucking best tooltip I've ever read in a game. I'm going to read it out now because, oh my God, it was honestly one of the tooltips. In between levels, you get sort of tooltips, which are like letters addressed to Madeline, which I thought was really nice. Um, But yeah, it just says, true Madeline, be proud of your death count. The more you died, the more you're learning. Keep going. And I was like, oh my God, this game is so jolly. For like a tough as nails platformer, this is like the, the most inspiring game. Yeah, that's exactly like there's a there's an old print ad for I think Dark Souls one, which yep. it's it's really simple in its premise. It's just like um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was essentially something like get knocked down three times, get up four times, sort of stuff like that. It's just yep, just get up again, go again. Absolutely, I like and I, honestly, like I kept coming back to that tooltip in my mind as I was playing this game when I was getting like. There's only a couple of times where I got like a little, like a bit frustrated, but even then it, it's been, it was nowhere near as bad as it has been with other games of like that, that sort in the past for me. It's, I, it is such a, I think, and I think that's why it's getting so much praise is because it, it is, it, it's almost like a, uh, like a inspiration, like a, like a life coach in a, in a video game where it's message that it has behind it is like, don't sweat it. Like you can do it. It's gonna, it might take you some time and it might take a lot of you, it might take you failing a lot, but you can do it. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, you can do it. Just put your mind to it. And I was I'm, like, this is great. I have to say, 
I do find it funny that it, it does say that about the deaths on that letter, but every time you boot it up and go to load your save, it tells you how many times you've died. It's like, ah, oh, I know what you said, yep. but oh, okay. It's still, yeah, it's because we've been trained, man. Big brothers trained us to death is, uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Death hasn't been, death hasn't been bad for me in games since I first played Dark Souls. I'm, I, I, yeah, no, fair enough. I was like, ah, death meant something in that. <laughs> Every other game is just like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, and like that—that's what I like about this. It's like it's not even like it's like just deal with it. You—you're you, gonna—you're gonna fail a lot. No one's gonna get through this. Kyron, I cannot wait to see speedruns of this game, though. Holy shit! Yeah. So I—I—I oh. I, uh, in the process of playing the game, I unlocked the little like retro mini game, like original Celeste game that's been out for a while, apparently. Yep. Yep. I can't remember. Was it Pix- Pixo 8 or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, Pico, Pico 8. Pico yeah. 8. So apparently that, you can look up speedruns for that. That game, uh, look, it made me unhappy. I finished it and didn't get anything, but it's fine. I'm not, that sucks. I'm not bitter. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fine, Joel. Don't worry about it. But don't apparently it, yeah. there are really cool speedruns for that game out there you can check out. I just, I, I just know because like this game comes with a speedrun clock as well. Like you, can, oh yeah, it, it gives you the option to do that. And I didn't even mention about that either. I didn't use it, but there isn't a. But actually, I might use that to go back and get oh, Kyron. Oh my god, I've just realised I can go back and play this game more. Um, you can use so the assist mode. Yeah, I want to go back and get the fucking crystals so I can unlock stuff, post game stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. So there's an assist mode that. Uh, is basically like broken up into different menus that you can, or different toggles that you can have for like, you know, invulnerability or um, infinite dashes or, I um, can't remember, there's a couple of different things that like factor in. Um, and you can turn all of them on or off uh, at will. Um, kind of similar to what I was talking about with um, Forza Horizon 3, where, you, you know, the more assists and things that you turn off, the greater reward you got. And um, they say in the thing, that the, the way they deal with it is like, when you go into that menu, it's like, hey, these are here if you want to use them. We recommend playing the game without using them and, and trying to to get that sense of accomplishment from it. But if it gets to the point where you just can't, or if you're going back through and you're trying to go for collectibles or something like that, this stuff's here. And I think the way that it was worded is really positive. Here's the thing. Accessibility for ga- in games is so important and it's so good. Yep. Like just yep. this week, Frictional brought uh the safe mode for soma to ps4 and i think xbox one or pc either one and so now you can play soma without you know without the monsters and that's Um, fine assassin's creed assassin's creed's uh educational mode came out this week i think or it's Uh, coming out next week no nudity though they censored all the nudity on the statues they all have little shells covering their their privates now (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it, well, I guess if you're gonna like, if you're gonna market something as education mode, I, you kind of have to. I guess. I guess it's just funny. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. And um, in a mode that awesome. aims to make the game more educational, it sort of changes things that should be the way they are to sense of them. It's just funny. It's cool though to be able to have it like go for a tour through. Oh, look, I love that idea so much. That it's, could sell cool me idea. Origins. I'm not going to buy it, but it could. Down the road, maybe. I'm honestly tempted to check it out. And this is from someone who doesn't like Assassin's Creed games. Because um, I've heard a few people who aren't people who like Assassin's Creed games going, 
it's actually pretty good. I actually got into it. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll check it out. But sorry, I, ain't nobody got time for that at the moment. Um, no way. But yes, Celeste is great. I really enjoyed it. Yes. What I've played so far has been very good. Good. Keep at it. Yeah. It's, it's relatively short, but not in a bad way. It's a good length, I think, for the $30. I think it's... Just go and pick it up. Go and support Matt Makes Games. It's just... I mean, I've already... get Towerfall on the, on the Switch. Maybe. That'd be cool. That'd be great. It'd work, too, because you could do it in Joy-Con mode as well. If you wanted to do it to, like, instant two-player mode or, you know, local, uh, you know, connectivity as well. That'd be fun. Hopefully in the future. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I... I'm, I'm, Celeste is sold pretty well, so from what I could tell... I hope to finish it this week because I've already got my next indie game queued up for my Switch. So let us keep coming, Joel. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, but yes, speaking of indie games that we played on the Switch, um, it's like the the third and final part of our talk about Night in the Woods. Um, full spoilers. This week. Yeah, full spoilers for Night in the Woods. If you want to play Night in the Woods, which you should, because it's a very good game. Absolutely should play this game. Holy um, shit. Especially now it's on the Switch. You have no excuse if you've got a Switch. Play this yeah, game. Play great. it. And the Switch is like the director's cut version of it as well. Yeah. So, it, going into spoilers now, because um, the director's cut's like the, the, the weird autumn edition, but uh, has like all the extra shit in it. But like the, um, apparently the dream sequences weren't in it originally. Oh, really? And... Yeah, I don't think all of them were. I think I was hearing him talk about, uh, hearing someone say about this the other day. Um, and the other thing is, I think most of the autumn stuff wasn't in it. Man, that's so um, weird. Yeah, and so I'm thinking, I'm wondering about how that game would play. Um, I could be wrong, so like, they, by all means, fact check me on that one. But um, I think, yeah, some of the some of the 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 more playable sequences I think were added later on. Uh, in this sort of update. Um, Interesting. It also has, like, it has, like, um, the original proof of concept that you can play through as well, which is, um, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. It's in the extras menu, but is there's, it, like, two it, things you can play in the extras menu. Is that menu. The Longest Night? The Longest Night, thank you. That was what it was, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that yet. I want to, I'm probably going to fire it up when I get a chance, so. Mm, I might go back to it, I think. I've, I've taken a week off, sort of, Night of the Woods. I might go back to it and... and oh, and yeah, now that but... I finished it, like, I've just been letting it letting it sit and as I consider it, and it's beautiful and I love it. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoyed it as well. Um, last week I was saying I wasn't I, I wasn't as crash hot on it as I was at first. Um, I still really liked it. Uh, but once I hit, sort of, the, the turn... Um, like the third act, like it's technically the fourth act, but like you know the third act of the game. Um, we're full spoilers now. John. I was, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying though. But like the third act of the game, where everything starts to get like you sort of start to find out about the people in the woods, and um, then like make it shot at, and like or shot at, and then falls over, and then oh my god, you get to play as Greg for a moment. You fucking get to play as Greg. You get to play as Greg for a bit, which is the best. Ah, Greg, just imagine me like waving my arms around. Greg is just Greg, Greg rules. Okay, <laughs> he does. Greg he rules, actually okay. does. Yeah, Greg's great. Actually, all the characters are amazing. They are. In this game. They're all I, awesome. I, I'm very sad I didn't get. To, I didn't spend. I spent pretty much no time with B. Um, I spent the one the one scene with her. Oh, 
I two because I went to the graveyard with her as well. See, I didn't go to the graveyard. So, so who did you do? So, towards the end of the game, there's there's like three different things you can do. Um, so I want to know about what happened for you. I mean, obviously, I did um, I did Greg's where I went to the of course the historical yeah. society. A because it's Greg, because crimes, because crimes, and B because exactly. uh, historical society. I was immediately thrown back into Silent Hill. I'm like, hell yeah! I remember <laughs> going to Silent Silent Hill Historical Society. We're doing it in this too, and yeah. Yep. So basically, this is the part the part where May's convinced that there's a ghost t- uh, that's abducted a kid. Yeah. Or has abducted in the past, but she saw someone abduct a kid from the, like the the town center, and basically During, like sort the of, harvest the harvest harvest festival sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and like escape through a fence that was like impossible to climb, and and also no stretch really opened. far. So yeah. So basically, there was like, you know, she's convinced that it's a ghost. So, um, and after some research, she decided to go and check it out. And um, there's three locations that you can go to, which is the historical society. Uh, and so you with went to Greg. the graveyard with B. Yep. And I went to uh, I went to the the lookout with Angus. Okay. Um. So obviously, so it's obviously that yeah, you only get to pick two things to do before the story progresses. Um, and I read about that certain things can, you can get different dialogue. Uh, <laughs> you can get certain, uh, like, you know, pieces of dialogue depending on what you pick. Yeah. And who you spend time with in the game, which obviously that makes sense. Um, and also the final picture you draw in the, the notebook as well. Is a bit different, I think. My final picture was me hanging out with uh, Greg and Angus. Yeah, that was mine as well. So maybe, uh, maybe that was. So you did you max out Angus uh, Greg's like hangout tree? Do you know how? How do I tell? Uh, did you go to Donut Wolf with him and Angus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. That probably was one of my favorite scenes in the in the entire game. Shit got real in that scene. Yeah, and that's what, especially for the character like Greg, who is this sort of like, yeah, cool, whatever, man, lol, lol, JK, like, especially when you're like writing messages to you, when you're getting yeah. messages from him, he's very much like that kind of person. And so to have that moment where th- things aren't right, and it's already been alluding to the fact that like something's, something's up with Angus, and then you sort of get into the, the whole thing with like, you know, Angus sort of finally snaps and goes, why do I have to be the responsible one all the time? Why do you guys get to go out and rescue, like, broken down, smelly um, mascot robots? And, and I also, have to be the responsible one every time. Also, just little things like Angus mentions that apparently, like that that night, him and Greg were going to do something, and now suddenly May is coming along. Yeah, exactly. Because May is like, "Hey, want to hang out?" And Greg's like, "Yeah, yeah." It's he's like, we're going to be moving away. Like we can't, we can't keep doing this. It's it got real. Yeah, that. It was, that was, I really loved, loved that scene. And obviously, like, you know, from when you you find uh, what's happened in the woods and you see that, that poor person get sort of um, sacrificed. I guess they yes. were, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, from then on to the end of the game is, like, I ended up going to bed at, like, I think 10 past 5 in the morning because I sort of hit that point at, like, 3.30 and I'm like, 
I can't put this down now. I need to. I, I need to finish this now. I know I'm almost at the end, but I'm not exactly how far away I are. I am, but I need to see this through now. I uh, legitimately I finished it like 10, 15 minutes before I had to leave for work. I was like, I've got to oh. do it. I'm so close. I've got to do it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And so, if, if I'd been late, I'd be like, sorry, guys, but I really had to finish Night in the Woods. You understand. Yeah, you see exactly. how it is. It's it's a similar situation that I had. I was like, I should really go to bed because I've yeah. got to work tomorrow, but it's like, fuck it. But the last, like, game. The last chapter of that game is so compelling. Yes. Because yes. you're getting all and the character what, payoff. Exactly. And that's what I was wanting. And, and, and I'm glad that it delivered on that. Um, it definitely delivered on that. Like the spe- like spending the night at, Gre- at Greg and Angus's apartment, like after being chased back, um, there may sort of like <laughs> escaping from home when she's like uh, exhausted and been shot. So she can't jump or anything. And she moves yeah. really slowly. Um, and like the, yeah, the way it sort of flips the scene where you're playing as Greg and you hear someone knocking at the door and you're like, Oh God. And then it plays from May's yeah. angle and it's May like rocking up. You're like, Oh, Huh. <laughs> and even even that's even that's great too because like Greg says when they hear the knocking at the door that well, they hear they hear someone coming up the stairs like someone's using the stairs hardly anyone uses the stairs at this time of night like there's there's a line in there about that and there's that whole scene when you first go to Greg and Angus's apartment where she tries to use the elevator and shocks herself so oh, from yeah. then on every time you go to the apartment like um May uses the stairs so. I, and I, I just realized that then I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So it's all, it all ties in together really yeah. nicely at the end. Um, what uh, did you think about go... the payoff of, yeah. I was, I was going to say, before we go too much well, further, what was your, what was your Angus sequence for the um, lookout like? Um, oh, cool. So we, we went there and Angus is basically, cause he says that he used to go there as a kid. Um, and you kind of find out a bit about his family. Um, cause they didn't, like him basically his mum and dad didn't like him and would yeah like hide him in the clothes i think you would have seen that too that's in an earlier scene isn't it they talk about his family not liking him right well well, greg doesn't like his family right so he goes into detail it must be in this scene then he goes into detail about how like his mum would lock him in the the like the cupboard basically for hours on end like sometimes uh, like entire days and that, like, yeah, they just didn't like him for some reason. And, yeah, he always sort of resented them for that and, yeah, decided to move as soon as he could. And, and the fact that that's why he's so so attached to Greg, apart from the fact that they're in a relationship together, that he's that, that's, that's all he's got, basically. Um, and, yeah, so you also find out that Angus has asthma and has trouble climbing hills. So that that's also pretty... Uh, pretty interesting <laughs> uh, but then you get to the top and you sit and look out and um you have a really nice point at moment talking about like you know him ready to move on and move away and that like may is like maybe i could come with you and he's like maybe maybe not <laughs> like that comes up at, you, um, at the donut place as well remember yeah yeah exactly so i i think like she's like you know i'm definitely gonna come visit you guys as much as i can and uh, and then someone appears, like the the ghost man appears there, and Angus is like, "You see that, right?" And and May is like, "Yep, totally see the ghost there. Like he's standing there watching us." Uh, and then they make a run for it, uh, and then it like chases them down the hill, basically. 
and um, and yeah, that's the end of that scene. And then it sort of triggers triggered me to, to go through to the end of the, the game. Um, but it was really good to spend time with Angus, who you don't really get much information from. You get bits and pieces here, which is why I decided to hang out with him. Yeah. Um, I was like, I want to know, you know, cool, let's go with Angus. Because I like Angus as well. He's a cool character. Uh, as much as he doesn't say much, but um, but yeah, that's that's what happened in that one. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the reveal of what was actually going on, where the missing kids were going, and and with the the basically the cult that was sort of sacrificing people to the Earth God to, or something to the uh, com- the cosmic horror, the cosmic horror, the, yeah. the almost Lovecraftian monster that you can't comprehend it, yeah it did get a little bit Lovecraftian at the end didn't it um like well because yeah, when may's trying about? to describe stuff and she just can't i'm like oh 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 i know and it, like I constantly like you're like yeah it's cool i'm like oh what is it what is it but then just like you never get that which is infinitely scarier as well because you know you oh yeah that's that, the whole point of lovecraft <laughs> that resolution um and yeah the more i thought about that the more the more i reflected on it the more i was like oh i really liked that Definitely paid off in the end. I um, liked it, yeah. Mm, it was really good. It was. I, I I was worried for a second there that it was going to be wrapped up a little too neatly. And I think that resolution is the perfect resolution for a game like this where it's like not everything's neat, not everything's works out, not everything but, is going to be smooth sailing and have a happy ending, really. The ending itself is pretty open because of how... So, like, mm. should we... Before we should go into more detail if we're going to talk about this with the cult and why they uh, want May. Yeah. Do you know what, I, honestly, what I was getting during this whole, like, the, the whole thing with the cult? What's all that? I could think about was Hot Fuzz. <laughs> and, like, and the greater good. Like, that's all I could imagine. Like, that that's the scenario that I envisioned. There are parallels. Um, more more terrifying in this situation because it was like, you know, it wasn't just them killing them. It was like this, as you said, like, you know, cosmic horror that you have no idea how to comprehend. That just lives um, in this hole and you never see it. Yep. Um, and the, 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 the more you feed it, the more the town prospers. I think yeah. it's like the general vibe that you get from it. Um, and it sort of feeds on like a specific bloodline of people, wasn't it? See, I don't know. They they because they specify they would look, they look to take people who aren't going to be missed. Of course, that's right. Yeah, it's um, dark. It, it it took a darker yeah. turn than even I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, um, which obviously, if you play the game too, you realize that May would be missed by people because her parents are lovely, like so understanding, and I, I. It, if I had been someone who'd grown up in America and has to deal with the college system the way that they do, uh, in terms of paying for it, oh, it's, I feel like that's that's oh. what would have happened to me. And like having the knowledge of what I went through with my, because this was the whole thing about this game that really resonated with me. It was like you know, going away to college, everyone expecting me to do really well, and I didn't, <laughs> and I came back and I failed, and I went back home. I went back home for like three, like for not three years, like I don't know how long from when I went back from Ballarat to when I moved to Melbourne two years ago. Like it was like four or five years, six years even, actually longer than that. I don't even know, but like it was a long time. I went back home 
and I like things had sort of changed. People I knew had moved to Melbourne, uh, or I saw them moving away. Um, and so, yeah, having to sort of go through that conversation with her, her mum about when you find out that they've like basically like refinanced the mortgage on their house and they might lose the house to pay for her to go to college. And it was like, Oh, Oh, Again, this hurts. So, so many of the things that come up in this game would, again, I, I said it before, like with the Greg and anger stuff, it's just real. Like it's real stuff. And these are just like animals. They're taught they're human sh- animals that talk, but the stuff that they're, comes out of their mouth, the problems they're facing and dealing with. We've all it's, been it's there, both, at least some aspects of it. It's got that Bojack Horseman feel it, to it. Exactly. Like, we've said it, it absolutely before. Absolutely does. It's like, it uses the, the, the veil of like talking animals to sort of convey the most realist of real topics, um, especially for people our age and like us that have recently gone through things like that. It's, um, yeah, I think that's they're, they're the parts of the game that really sort of yeah, really hit me and sort of resonated a lot with me. Oh, boy. So, yeah, the, finding out that, like, you know, th- th- that that cult had thought that, you know, May wouldn't be missed because she was this no-hoper that went away to college and didn't do well and came back. And then finding out what happened to her at college, like... Yeah, holy shit. Her basically, like, developing like a complex and having social anxiety and, and then that evolving into depression. I was like, Whoa. Okay. And also, yeah. I was just going to say also the, the resolution with a cult about the disappearance of Casey as well. Yes. Yeah. Just because that's always littered through the game as well. You sort of get little bits and tidbits. And you get some, you get it really, you get an intense Greg scene when that comes up. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, yeah, it has like sort of like that, almost like Stand by Me vibes as well to it, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I love this game so much. It's yeah, I think I really liked it when I finished it. I had my like not problems with it, but I had moments where I was falling out of it a little bit. Uh, but it dragged me back in at the right time. I think it was it was paced really well that it timed me back. It pulled me back in. Um. But yeah, I the, having this conversation with you now about it uh, has made me lo- realize that I do actually love it even more than I thought I did. Um, and I, I do just sort of like that it has a, a pretty open to interpretation ending. Really, yep. Because obviously you have the scene where where they try to drag May down an elevator, like the cult decides. Because basically oh they God. let her leave to decide to think about it, and then as you're about to leave, like they they grab you in like yep. on an elevator and they eventually essentially your friends collapse the shaft on the guy that grabbed you also trapping all the cult members down in the mine and yep so like like the interesting thing now to consider is does that mean that possum springs is doomed now because exactly you know they that monster's not going to get fed and from what they described as that would be bad but and i do but you don't see it happen so you you don't know, and I kind of like that. The way the, the the ending point for the game as well it ends at band practice. Yeah, I, like, I thought the song should we play. A song bang. So did I. I thought we were going to play one more song, and then we'll get because like you have that conversation with your mum. She's like, "Oh, we're going to have dinner tonight," and you're like, "May's like, fuck yeah, that's going to be great." 
and you're gonna have. I thought I was gonna, that's where it'd end with them at dinner, but yeah. I, I love the fact that it just went. What song should we play? Bang credits, and I was like, oh, okay, that's it. It knew where right. to end. Yeah, exactly. Um, because you know it could have it could have had another song. It could have had the scene at dinner with her parents, which would have been nice, but it would have just been May sort of retreading her story from college again. I think it ended at the right time. Yeah. I think so too. It it had like a real indie movie feel ending where it just sort of like hard cut to credits. Like, yeah, uh, I really liked that. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe Possum Springs will end up like Sunnydale and just turn into a big hole in the ground. Maybe. Maybe Buffy it'll, it'll devour everyone. Yeah. Hellmouth, baby. Um, <laughs> I also, as a result of finishing the game, I liked in the lead up to that, you could, Obviously, if you spent enough time with certain characters, you had like little events that would resolve their storylines. Like with the teacher, he shows he shows you one more constellation. I had my resolution yeah. with my um, my little rat colony as well. I say I missed rat colony. Um, it was, it's just completely. honestly, it's nothing that special. You just go into the I think the abandoned supermarket past the snack falcon and all that. Oh, see, it wouldn't let me back in there. Oh, okay. Because you, you, once you're at that point before the game ends, you can just go in there and May talks about how, how, how good a rat colony is. And then it, it's just a, a scene where she's sitting down upstairs with just rats around her. And you can press cool. any button to end at any time, but you can just sit there as well and hang out with your rats. It's great. I had one in the the library in the church. Um. Did I you had go for a I had, nap in the library? Yes, I had the nap in the library, in the church. That was yeah. cool. It was. It was um, sweet as well. But because you went to the graveyard, you would have probably heard more, because I was doing a bit of reading afterwards, you would have heard more about Granddad, yes? Oh, I don't... Like, cause from what I read, that May, May finds her, like, Granddad's graves, a graveyard, oh, like a gravestone. I actually don't think I found his gravestone. I learned a lot about her granddad from the lady outside the pretzel place. The pretzel place? Rosa? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. At the graveyard, um, what I got... I found a couple of graves, but I don't think I found her granddad's one. Uh, Bay, Bay went to her, her mother's grave, and then you go further along and you dig up a coffin. You dig up a, a corpse, basically. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. All right. That happened. And that then obviously the ghost right. stuff happens and you leave and et cetera. But yeah. um, I don't. I didn't find her granddad's grave, and now I'm really bummed out. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. I was reading through just like because I wanted to read about like what different things could happen, uh, and if they were like drastic to different changes. But they aren't super drastic. It's just sort of different pieces of dialogue that you get, or different parts of scenes. Not even yeah. That. I don't think you get different, really different scenes. Obviously, if you hang out with someone enough, you get different scenes. But yeah. Um. But no. I mean. Any final thoughts on uh, Night in the Woods, Karen? Play Night in the Woods. It's now, I think... Yes. Is it, it's on everything now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Just play it. It's really good. Took me I about be 10 hours if, to finish. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you see it on uh, mobile device before the end of the year or start of next year as well. Yeah, this would be great on mobile. I think it, it would translate pretty pretty easily as well. There's nothing overly complicated about the control input. So yeah, no. it, it could easily work on a, on like any mobile phone. The most complicated platforming you have to do is like a triple jump, basically. That's like a Super Mario triple jump that gives you a boost on the third one. But that could be somebody just by tapping the screen. Yep, absolutely. 
it's I think yeah I feel like I maybe seen somewhere that they were talking about it I don't know um but yeah I wouldn't be surprised but yes um but apart from that we've both played some stuff on our uh, on our own some they're both the games that we played uh not together together but like simultaneously I guess um do you want to do you want to take away with your speaking of mobile gaming I guess <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, since we're on the topic of mobile gaming, yeah, uh, I downloaded the free episode or part or whatever of Final Fantasy XV, the mobile phone edition, Joel. Awesome. Final Fantasy XV Chibi Edition. Essentially, that's what it is. and Love it. So far, I've, I've only, I only played like, I think like an hour of it. Uh, I, I might actually go back to it, Joel, because I don't hate it. Awesome. That's good to hear. Like, I I still prefer uh, the, the traditional Final Fantasy XV as a way of consuming this game, but right. the dialogue is essentially all, in the, is all here. Uh, you have the moments where you can sort of free roam and, like, take up quests and buy equipment for your characters and stuff. You've got, like, a skill tree that you can spend ability points to move down. Combat is pretty simple. It's sort of again just sort of tap, and you can you can drag across to do the warp strike, and there's a a command will pop up to do like the team combos with the other party members. Okay. Uh, the driving is in the game, but so far that's a part I wish I didn't have because it sucks. I get they're still okay. trying to have that road trip mechanic, but without my classic Final Fantasy tunes, I just don't like it very much. So there's none of the music or anything in it? I mean, not so far. Maybe you can buy some later. I was, I've was i been checking the stores. I'm like, does anyone sell it? Please. There's some Final maybe Fantasy once, music. Because this is the first chapter which has been released for free. So maybe in like the paid ones. That's I mean, maybe. Like, all right. Here you go. Here's all the songs. But uh, it's it's got side sense. quests. Um Again, like I said, all the dialogues there, the music's there. Oh, actually, one thing I want to be sad about is they didn't have the super cool Florence and the Machine cover song from the start. Oh, I, that, I played that part. That's uh, that's I played um, like maybe two or three hours after that, and um, that's where I could have got to. But yeah, that was that intro was awesome. I really like that intro. It's so good. It also like, has I was, the, yeah. It also has the really the thing to this day that I still hate. It has a flash forward intro where they're fighting towards the end of the game, and then it just awkwardly uh, cuts to pre- like the past, I guess. And I don't like that. I didn't like it in fifteen. I don't like it in the mobile phone edition. But whatever. It's like it's like record scratch freeze frame. You probably yeah, want me. You probably exactly wondering that. how I got here. Like, it's let's honestly, go back in time. It's exactly that, and I don't like it. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so a bit. Bad. It's a bit shitty. It's almost like the new, and then I woke up. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the and then I woke up for, for, for beginnings of stories. Yes. So if you have both of those in your story, oh boy, you're in for a bad time. I, I just think there are better ways to do that. For example, yeah. Final Fantasy X does it, where the opening uh, cuts not the opening cutscene, it might be, but at the very least, like the opening video for the, the actual game, if you let the menu play, is essentially just Titus being like, "Hey, yo, this is our story." Just listen to it. And then you get to that point in the game and you're like, oh, I I kind of like that. But this one That's is just cool. horrible and I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's freeze frame record scratch. It is exactly that. But the game itself is pretty solid. If you're looking for 
a way to experience Final Fantasy 15 and maybe you don't like the full game, this this is still pretty good. But Or maybe using it as a way to... If you play that first chapter for free and then go, actually, I kind of want to play this and then go buy it for PC or Xbox I One mean, or PlayStation. Square's probably hoping that they've got the Royal Edition coming out in like a, a week, a couple of weeks or so. So they want you to yeah. buy that version. I'll, I would be I'll surprised if you didn't see like a, yeah, I was going to say, I'd be surprised if you didn't see a spike in people that maybe didn't play it first time around and they're like, I'll check it out for free. And then I'll, if I like it, I'll go and buy the full thing. I mean, now with the time, because the Royal Edition is basically the finished version of 15. Just took them, yep. took them just over a year to get there, but good on yep. them. But well, uh, hey, How long did it take them to get the fucking game out in the first place? 10 years. <laughs> yep, there we go. Uh, but Jesus. yeah, but the mobile phone version—it's pretty good. I, I, when I when they announced it, I was just like, "This is going to be—it's going to be crap." Yeah. But it's pretty well made, and it's an enjoyable experience. And I say it as someone who doesn't enjoy playing phone like games on his phone. For example, yes. people. Oh, I, I don't follow them anymore on Twitter out of sort of semi spite, but uh, okay. I think there are. I think. I saw a post in that in New Zealand you can play uh, Sky, the new game from that game company. Oh, and, the uh, soft launched. I think I, I think I was reading that. Either way, I know that people had been playing it. I know that I saw some stuff from Yug on Instagram about it. And get that game off phones, you idiots, you giant morons. Get that on a console. I'm gonna look into that when I. But um, I'm gonna do a sneaky look into that when I finish recording tonight. Fun story, Joel. If you play it, I don't want to hear from you about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it whatsoever. Um, much like, I, I, is there anything else about the uh, no mobile? No, that's really that's really about it. It's 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 getting the job done. But yep. if you're looking for, if you want the full 15 experience, it's also available. But yeah, it's it's fun to have it in your pocket. And I, I think that Square should put this on Switch. But that's just me. Well, they're looking. They, they said that like they're looking at a way of getting 15 on there in some think, way, shape, or form. I think they've given up, but. This would be the okay. way to do it, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and like release it in chapters, do it the same way. It's, makes sense. Mm. Um, but speaking of mobile games, Karen, I played one this week as well. Mine was sig- significantly less than uh, a um, hundred-hour JRPG, but uh, I I'm, and I'm not going to go into it in detail again as well. Much like if I played Sky, um, I played Florence. By uh, Mountains. Um, so Mountains are a, a Melbourne-based uh, dev team. Uh, spearheaded by one of the guys who was uh, one of the um, members of the team that made Monument Valley. Um, which is another great uh, mobile game that's out there in the uh, the mobile space. Uh, but Florence is the story of Florence. A 25-year-old uh, woman living in Melbourne. And it's quite noticeably Melbourne. Um, there are some parts I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's, oh, it's the Yarra. Oh, look, that's the South Bank. Oh, cool. I know those places. I've been there. I can walk there. Um, that was kind of cool. Um, and it's just like, it's like a, a visual novel of sorts, but I think it sort of, it set the bar for how visual novels could work for me now, especially on mobile devices. Um, cause there are like little micro games that you do for certain parts as well. For just mundane tasks like brushing teeth or doing work at work, um, and it's just sort of like a good 
slice of life, uh, a snippet of this of this girl's life, in particular regards to a relationship that she has, and it's just fucking great. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's fucking great. The visual art style is amazing. Um, I love the soundtrack. I play it with headphones if you get this game. Um, you need to play it with headphones because the music is deserves your time. It's so lovely and heartbreaking at some parts and and emotion-filled. It's just, it's a really good game. Uh, and it'll take you about 40 minutes to finish. So <laughs> if you're looking for something that's just going to be like, knock it out of the park. I, I, it made me feel really good this week. I Technically, I finished two, three games this week. So <laughs> I feel really good about myself. I'm like, yes, tick in the boxes. And I look over at the other games I haven't finished, like uh, Yakuza 0 sitting over there just staring at me going, hey, dude, it's been a year. Yakuza, <laughs> Come on. Yakuza 6 is around the corner. And fucking Yakuza Kiwami is like $18 at the moment. On the it PSN. is. I haven't finished like, that I can't, either. I'm like, I can't justify buying that now when I haven't finished Zero. I can't. How have you... I know I should just... I should... I should okay. I'll, finish I'll Zero, John. Finish Zero. I want to... I, God damn I will, it. I will. I will. I will. I've been playing a lot, Kyron. I've been jumping around between all these games. Um, but yeah, Florence is really good. You should check it out. It is iOS only at the moment. Um, I don't know if they're working on Android. I assume they are. I hope um, so. Otherwise, I'll never get to play it. It's, yeah, it's it's really great. Um, fuck it. Next time I'm hanging out with you, if you want to play it, I'll just give you my phone for an hour. And you can no, just I want to play it. it on my phone. Oh, all right. Okay. Get it on Google fucking, Play, for God's you sake. You fucking save data. It's fine. Um... I just want to, I want to support it myself. No, that's fair. You should actually absolutely support it. It's about $4.50, which I guess you could look at it and go, oh, it's $4.50, but um, it's only 40 minutes, 45 minutes long. It's like, as Lawrence uh, from the OK Games podcast put it so perfectly, um, you pay about that for a cup of coffee, which is consumed in less time than that. So... Fucking give some people to some money, make sure that, that help them do better, bigger and better things. It's a local developer uh, for God's sake. <laughs> fucking oath. Uh, and it's, it's, oh my God. Just, I love the um, fact that it is so Melbourne. It makes me so happy. Um, there's I was so say, many like references. Support it because we already know how shitty the Australian government is to our industry. Exactly. Even though, yeah. even though there was, I saw a story today on Gizmodo, I think, that Australians spent something like, Three billion dollars on video games last year. Like, nah, it's for kids, mate. Nah, we but, don't need to focus uh, on that because it's for kids. Take this industry seriously, you idiots. Government, go fuck yourself. Um, but yeah, that was really good. Um, the other thing I've been playing this week is a game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. I did mention last week, I think, that I was I, I just started playing it, uh, and that is, of course, uh, Sunset Overdrive for the Xbox One, because uh, now we have the Xbox One. I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play that game. And EB Games had it for pre-owned for $12. Um, so I decided, fuck it, I'm going to pick it up. Because um, I wanted to play it for a long time. Ever since the announcement trailer, I, I I actually went and rewatched the announcement trailer while I was waiting for it to install. Um, which, a couple of things. Here's my rundown on the Xbox One. Hate that games have to install and that they take fucking forever to do so. Hate that. God. The interface... Of it is not good, but I have enjoyed my time with the Xbox One. And I tell you what, the 
Xbox One controller is, I, there's a reason, I, I can see why it's the, obviously because of Microsoft as well, but like, it's the, the choice for people to use when they're gaming on PC, because it is a nice controller. Um, there's a reason that when the, when the Pro controller came out for the Switch, it looks more like an Xbox controller than a PS4 controller. Uh, I fucking love it. It feels good. The thumbsticks have this like, nice, like, like, indentations or like, 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 like ridges around the outside and it just feels really yep. good pro control um, has on the switch as well yep i love that uh the other cool thing is that i forgot about until i was playing forza horizon 3 and i forgot to mention that uh while i was talking about that a couple of weeks ago um the 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 rumble in the triggers that was like a, a feature they talked oh, about quite a bit and i was like right. it's so i was like it's so dumb it's so dumb um sorry i am a fan of that now because playing forza horizon breaking and hitting like at L two to break, like that left trigger to to break, it it starts to rumble in that side, like the brakes are locking up on the car, and I'm like, this is great. This feedback is actually quite good. Um, so I just wanted to mention that, say that it was, I think it's really good. And when you accelerate or like when you you start doing like, you know, if you try to take off too quickly and it's like doing burnouts, you can feel it in the triggers as well because it's obviously the triggers are where your accelerate and brake are. Um, Love that. I think it's fucking genius. It's it's HD Rumble before HD Rumble existed. Um, so, Microsoft, you, you were there first. I'll give you that. I wonder, um, though. Well, true. HD Rumble's Very a bit true. different. It is. Oh, it is. It's definitely a progression of that, for sure. It's not the same, but, like, it's it's early, big, like, prototyping I mean, of that. In I in say. that way, like, it's, everything's just a, is just an evolution of the original Rumble pack. Oh, of course, absolutely. But like, I just I think like having that sort of specific feedback, uh, and being it having it for you to be able to feel the game on that extra level. I know that's what the Rumble Pack was originally as well. But like, it's just it's oh man, I just really like the Xbox One controller. It's really nice. I want that Sea of Thieves one. Nah, it's, it's too ex. Nah, I, nah. <laughs> for a hundred and fifty bucks at Harvey Norman, you can get that and the game. The controller is worth a hundred nah, bucks by itself. I'm good. I'm, I'm getting like, on Game Pass. <laughs> I know. I don't need it, but I want it. It's like, but it's purple and green and like aqua green. And the gold skull on it. it looks fucking great. It looks better than any apart from the sunset orange one that I've got, which is fucking great. It looks better than any limited condition, uh, limited edition controller that PlayStation have done. I don't think the Sunset Orange ones counts as limited editions, so... That's true, yeah, I guess. It's not like that's just a regular controller. Anyway, that's controller talk. Podcast within a podcast. Um, yeah, so I've been playing I, Sunset I have Overdrive. A, I have a Creeper Xbox One controller. I don't like you it. You do? Because <laughs> it stares at you. It constantly yeah, well, judges you while you play. Also that, I just... I wish it was just a regular controller. I also have two regular <laughs> controllers for the other Xbox, but... Just I like, like I like Xbox though. Swap it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you got one this week as well. Yeah, because Amazon Australia had a ridiculous deal, and I was just like, "Why not? I want to play Sea of Thieves." Fuck it. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what you should play, Kyron? You should play Sunset Overdrive. It's I'm really not going good. to Joel. I don't have time. It's, no, it's really good, Kyron. I don't have time, Joel. I, that's fair. Joel. I Joel. actually <laughs> found out apparently it's not it's not a very long game. I haven't finished it yet, but apparently it's not super long. Um. I'm still playing remember- Monster Hunter. I'm still playing Dragon Ball. I've got yeah, Sam a little bit behind on Monster Hunter. Next I'm well month, behind on Dragon Ball. Next month is like Attack on Titan, Sea of Thieves, Burnout Paradise. 
April's oh. God of War, Yakuza God, 6. God, we, didn't, we didn't put that in the news, but oh my God, Burnout Paradise Remastered is actually officially announced now. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, but fucking yes. All that no DLC, Switch version, bad idea. No Switch version, shit. But you better fucking believe I'll be there day one on the, on the PS4 fucking going hell for leather in Burnout Paradise. Now get Burnout 3 Takedown on there as well. Please. Not going to happen. Thank you. Please. No, it's that's, not going to happen. <laughs> that's the really good one. Um, You're lucky to get Paradise, I think, at this point. Sunset Overdrive. To- <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked too much. Um, Sunset Overdrive is awesome. It's definitely a game that I really enjoy um, and that I knew I was going to enjoy. Uh, for, like I said, I, w- I re- went back and rewatched the the launch trailer for it as it was installing. I really liked that. Um, the tone of it. The humor, I don't. I can see why some people wouldn't like it. I like it because I am a dumb individual that likes sort of like lowest common denominator humor when it comes down to it. Um, it does. It, it definitely is trying very hard. Um, but the basic premise of Sunset Overdrive is that uh, you're in a uh, Sunset City, um, and you're working as a janitor at this like uh, energy drink launch event called Overcharge. Uh, basically, everyone who drinks that, everyone's there, they're all listening to EDM and drinking this energy drink, and everyone that drinks Overcharge basically turns into horribly disfigured mutated monsters, uh, which are affectionately named OD, um, for numerous reasons. Um, but yeah, so there, and there's different types of them as well, there's like your basic grunt ones, and there's like big tank ones, there's poppers, which will like explode on impact, they're basically like um, boomers. In Left 4 Dead, um, but not fat. They're just like, you know, they come towards you and explode on you. Um, and then there's blowers, which have like ranged attacks. Uh, and then basically it's up to you to try and save the city because it's a video game, as the character so affectionately refers to all the time. It is super self aware of the fact that it is a video game. I had a moment the other day where I went to do a challenge. And as I started, the, I loaded the challenge up, and just before it started, as it was counting down for the challenge to start, um, the player character says, hey, Xbox, get ready to record this. And I was like, ha, I get it. And it did record it, because it does that. So, um, yeah, I, I was like, that. It's, it's super self-aware, which I like that kind of shit as well. But the best part of this game, Kyron, is it's kind of if you took, like, an action-adventure game, like an open world action adventure game, like like a Watch Dogs two or something, uh, and mashed it with Tony Hawk. Um, so basically, you grind around on your shoes on like power lines or basically anything, and you can like wall ride, uh, and you sort of build up combos to try and build your special meter that will activate different abilities that you've got. Um, and if you if you're doing really well and like blowing up enemies and grinding and just keep moving while you're while you're trying to complete objectives. Um, you'll be able to rain down a lot more devastation on people, and it's super satisfying. Um, and the reason why I wanted to focus on the movement so much is because, one, it's great. It's really, really fun. Uh, and then you unlock different abilities like an air dash as well that you can use to sort of like chain combos even more. Um, but the reason why I like it so much is that um, it's made by... Uh, Sunset Overdrive is made by Insomniac Games who are uh, also the ones making Spider-Man. We also made Ratchet and Clank. 
made, also made Ratchet and Clank, but in particular, in terms of the fact that I've now I've played Sunset Overdrive, I can, and, and I've felt how it is to control and, and move around in that world. I have so much more. I was already excited and already had faith in it, but I I have faith that the swing in that game is going to be top notch. That's my um, that's my tidbit of the day. Because, I look forward like, to playing Spider Man when it comes out holiday season this year. Yep, I think I think it's going to come out earlier than that. But bad run out of time, Joel. I think it'll be a bad time. I think it'll be a bad move, but I think it'll also be a good move to try and capitalize on that movie. <laughs> That's more. That's, all right. Okay. Spider Man's going to be in it. It's like, oh, you played the game. It's going to be that, cast, that 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 classic case of like you know, um, when you when you went and saw the Last Jedi and you came home and you were like, I just wanted to play a Star Wars game, but I had I didn't want to play Battlefront two. You, you come home from Infinity War going, fuck yeah, that was awesome. I want to play a Marvel game. Holy shit, I could play Spider Man, and I could be the Spider Man and fly around the city. I'm glad you're confident, but... But, yeah, in terms of, like, movement, I feel like... Because that, that's the important part of a Spider-Man game, is having that movement nailed down. Because that's what people want. They want to be able to just fling around and feel like they're Spider-Man. And the, 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 even the way that the character in Sunset Overdrive moves when you sort of, like, do like doing, like, backflips and stuff and bouncing off things, because you can bounce off, again, pretty much anything and get more air. And if you do it twice, he sort of, like, do, does, like, a backflip, and I'm like, that's a Spider-Man move. Like that's that looks like Spider Man there, and I know this was years before they probably, actually, you know what? Maybe they probably they might have been in early talks when this game came out. So, um, I was like, this is almost like a proof of concept for like an open world Spider Man game, with a few tweaks here and there. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about it is the soundtrack, because obviously it's there's, there's a little bit of EDM in there here and there, which is kind of fun. It's like, sort of like generic dubstep, but it's good. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Um, but the whole the whole soundtrack is like like skater punk and it's awesome. And it's definitely a game that I really enjoy. It's just I, it's fun to just boot up, play it for a couple of hours and then turn it off. And and like there's heaps of content in there to do. There's DLC packs as well that I I'm I don't have, but when I get Game Pass, I'm gonna download them then, I think. Um, and see if I can do it that way. But uh but yeah, I'm glad I finally got to play Sunset Overdrive, and it and it was as good as I wanted it to be, and it's fun, and that soundtrack, and it's all on Spotify as well, so thumbs up, Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> okay, uh, I think it's time we hit some news topics, Karen. Um, let's get stuck into them. We've got three tasty ones this week, um, and yeah, starting off with a bit of a bummer. Basically, like a bit of a bummer, like a yeah, huge bummer, a massive bummer, especially to someone in your particular household. Um, it's true. So, uh, about well, when was it? It was twenty sixteen, some point, wasn't it? I think that's when. Yeah, March yeah. twenty sixteen. They launched March, this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when it all began. Ago, yeah, nearly two years ago. Um, uh, Night Dive Studios uh, announced a Kickstarter for a. Uh, what was it going to be? A a remaster, a remaster of uh, of Looking Glass Technologies' uh, first-person sci-fi horror, System Shock, which um, which obviously paved the way for things like Bioshock and Prey, or the new Prey, anyway. Um, Absolutely, yeah, and and games of that ilk. Uh, it Immersive was, sim, 
exactly yeah it was it was a it was a a pretty important game in the history of games themselves so um and yeah basically they announced this kickstarter they were going to do some really cool things there was a, a fucking ridiculous tier that they actually were going to send you a fucking system shock themed pc that's that insane was, like ludicrously expensive um hey joel probably not happening now probably not happening now because uh it's been put on indefinite hiatus um oh uh... so yeah so basically it started off as a as a remake and then it uh they made a remaster, uh, point, a remaster sorry uh and they were going to um they raised 1.3 million on kickstarter which is a hefty amount uh and then they were going to turn it into a full reboot of the of the game uh and then now a couple of years later, it's been put on indefinite hiatus. Um, they they said, uh, here was a couple of quotes, uh, as our concept grew and our team changed, so did the sc- scope of what we were doing, and w- with that, the budget for the game. As the budget grew, we began a long series of conversations with potential publishing partners. The more that we worked on the game, the more that we wanted to do, and the further we got from the original concepts that made System Shock so great. Hmm. So, between this Kickstarter launching and now, when it went on hiatus, yep, we had Deus Ex: Mankind Divided come out, yep, and generally just be incredibly underwhelming, yep. Uh, and then Square Enix, of course, for no, like for no real reason, just decided to screw that franchise by because I mean, if you've 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 got you've only got to do a Google to find the stories about how they basically were like, hey, we can get more than one game out of this, so let's just make this Mankind Divided and we'll finish the story in other games. And yep. that didn't happen. And also, it just means that because of that, Mankind Divided has a really poor story climax, so it's not really worth playing. From what and I gather, it, was, feels like a, it feels like a middle part to a story. It absolutely does. Yep. Because you're like, oh, cool, I'll play the sequel. <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, <laughs> If you do, it won't be for a while, and it probably Ooh, will no. be a new story at this point. Yeah. And then also last year, we had Prey, mm-hmm. which, again, as you said, it's definitely this new Prey owes a lot to System Shock and its legacy. And it, it did well, but I don't know how fondly it's been looked upon in hindsight. And now, I think of course, it reviewed you know, relatively well, but I don't think, like, uh, in terms of the general masses, I don't think it's sold... I don't think it set the world on fire with uh, with its sales. So, yeah, it's pretty rough. So now you've got this situation where they've raised this money. They've been shopping around for publishers. Who knows? I mean, I don't I don't know the full story. Maybe publishers looked at System Shock and looked at how those two games went and was like, mm, nah. Also, another warning sign is always going to be shifting engines that you're developing on. Yeah. Like, that's, like, so I get they- it. They originally started make, uh, building the game in Unity, and then they made a decision about halfway through the process to try uh, to move to Unreal Engine. Um, which, yeah, you've, that's probably going to take a lot of time as well. Um, yeah, this kind of sucks because I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll look into this when it comes out eventually, like years down the track. But it might not happen now. Um, but as we said before, there was someone in your household that was particularly disappointed. I believe it spent. He spent about... a, he spent a, he spent a bit of money on it. He he got one of the higher yeah. Kickstarter tiers to sort of. 
because he's a big fan of System Shock, and I'm sure many people who were backed this were just excited to hear that because the games are older. Granted, they've held up pretty well in a lot of ways, but it would be nice to have a modern way to enjoy them. Because you can you can buy these on, um, like good old games and stuff like that, on GOG. You can you can buy them for peanuts. You can, and you, I know that because when System Shock 2 came out on Steam, my housemate bought a lot of copies and gifted them. Yep, I got one of those. I'm pretty sure I, I got one of bought those. it as well, and he was like, have another one! And I was like, alright, cool. Thanks, thanks, Brendan. Uh, um, but but it, yeah. it would be nice to be able to enjoy it, you know, in a modern engine. So and I on a console as well, like, you know. Yeah, so I, I think that's where they also maybe we're beginning to overreach. I, I think... And again, I don't know a great deal about game development, so I could be absolutely wrong, but I feel like the best way to approach this would have been to get the PC version out the door, get it out yep. the door, then think about ports down the road, because really, this is going to be a game that the PC audience is probably going to enjoy the most. Of course, yeah, because it's a PC game originally, it's PC only, so... Exactly. Yeah. It's... I think console versions may have been just reaching out a bit too much is like maybe focus on getting the game done first and delivering yeah. on your on your promise and then but it, no this it's is the gone. Ris- this is the risky thing with kickstarter like i pretty much only back board games now <laughs> like that's pretty much all that oh i just remembered i backed the ruby board game that's probably going to ship later on this year oh my god i i i back board games i back too many board games uh for that saying that um but things like you know exploding kittens and bears versus babies by um uh, the guy from the oatmeal and a couple of the guys that were like originally from xbox live um those were massive successes really huge things and and there are other like uh video game successes as well video games are a little bit rarer um i mean when they work exactly yeah you you get stuff like night in the woods True, actually, yeah, very good point. Night in the Woods was a Kickstarter game. Yeah, yeah. it's a Kickstarter game. Yeah, but then there, are, for every Night in the Woods, there's like you know two or three Mighty Number no. Nines or Ukuleles, uh, which just sort of. But then there's also Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, exactly, and potentially like... Bloodstain could be either of those. Bloodstain has David Hayter in it now, and I'm so excited. I fucking saw that. That's awesome. Oh man, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited to play that when it eventually comes out. But like, that could go either way though. Like, it could be amazing. It could be not great. Um, but yeah, this is a risky thing with uh with with Kickstarter and video games because they are such a big business now that costs a lot of money to make and like a lot of people to do the things that obviously that Night Dive wanted to do. You need a big team for that, and I don't know what the size of their team was. Um, but yeah. And again, all of this is why I think it was just important to to stick to you, to stick to a vision, to set a goal. Like, okay, we remaster it for PC and we go from there. Because yep. the, I wonder. I mean, it probably won't affect it at all. But also, it's worth remembering that there is a System Shock Three in development. Oh, there is in there. Which is uh, again, I don't, I don't know if it's a Kickstarter or not. I'm just going to do a quick checkup because I've check that out because yeah i know that because mm. um it's actually that's so much so from uh warren specter has come back to work on system shock 3 which is oh, wow. awesome wow don't so it's been developed by epic mickey again 
<laughs> don't make Epic Mickey System Shock. Don't do it. Oh. Yeah, so I wonder how that all affected. I think I feel like that'll be fine. Uh, Warren Spector obviously is Warren Spector. He didn't have he he produced System Shock. He didn't have a hand in System Shock too, which I think is the it's the infamous, infamous one that everyone remembers the most. But uh, I wonder if this will now get more support because of what's happened with the remaster, or will people just stay loyal and wait it out? Like because I we're, we'll still get the remaster for sure. It's oh, just. Yeah. It's a rocky road between here and there as they reevaluate. Yeah. The word hiatus isn't isn't a necessarily a bad thing. It could be a three month hiatus. It could be a three year hiatus. But you know, as someone who is a fan of the band Fallout Boy, I know that hiatuses can end. So that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, it's still pretty shitty news to sort of wake up to and and go. Especially when I I knew that Brendan had backed it and backed it so much that and and was so excited for it, I was like, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, this sucks. Oh man, Brendan's gonna be so upset. Like that was again my first thought. System Shock fans haven't had a System Shock game in so long. Yeah, like so long. Yep. And it, it seems it it's baffling that that hasn't happened because it seems like a game that could is well and true, truly due and could definitely stand alongside the other big releases we've had in the last couple of years like it yeah it baffles me that it hasn't happened yet so yeah i mean again we've got the spiritual spiritual successes but i think it's just one of those things that i guess no one really fought to pick up and continue yeah. with people want to go but, show uh, to, uh, uh, toe-to-toe with showdown again so <laughs> oh, she's the original glados she absolutely like OG is og glados and also um, far superior to GLaDOS in every yeah. way. GLaDOS is pretty dumb. Like, as a character, she's pretty dumb at some points. But she that's was what a potato makes once. Her, but exactly. That's what, makes her, that's what makes her so endearing, I guess. But, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, if you're excited about that, we're sorry. The bearer of bad news. If, if you're excited about that and you hadn't heard about that already, sorry. Um... <laughs> But also, you probably have because why you've you not the had Kickstarter update. Yeah, why have you not access, had access to the internet? Um, uh, is everything okay? I, just, I have, I have to want like it. It must suck for the guys making the game as well because oh, I, God, yeah. I believe they had passion for it. Having to come out and make a statement like that just would be the fucking worst. Like, yeah, to all your fans that have basically given their money to you, and you have to be like, yeah. look, we may have overreached a little bit, so yep. we're gonna have to reevaluate. That must yep. suck. Yeah, it does suck. Um, but uh, anyway, on to some uh, slightly happier news, Kyron. Rumour, not news. Well, well rumour. It is It is quote-unquote news. Um, so there has been a uh, Emily Rogers, uh, the uh, Nintendo insider known around the internet, uh, has been reporting, uh, put up a, a post on Reset Error uh, saying that uh, Nintendo's got plans to release a Smash Brothers game this year for the switch i don't uh, think anyone's particularly surprised no uh and she so she basically says that i can only confirm two things one a smash brothers title will be announced and released for the switch later this year two they added brand new content and reworked some of the existing wii u 3ds content um and she she 
in a tweet later on, like, clarified. She goes, side note to clarify, I never said whether it was a sequel or a port. I only said that they've been preparing an announcement for a Smash Brothers title on Switch. I don't know whether it's a sequel or a deluxe definitive port. I don't think it's a sequel. I don't think it's a sequel either. I think Not it's, this I, soon. I believe that it's got new shit in it. I, I believe that it's going to have something new in it, and it'll have all the, the DLC characters that they've released uh, in packs. Yeah. Um, and they might have, there might be a story mode or something, something like that, something extra to sort of go, this is the, like, like with Mario Kart 8 where they're like, battle mode, classic battle mode, it's back. And it's like, all right, that's enough. I'll, I'll drop some money yeah. on that. It's funny you mentioned that, Joel, because much like, like if I add it back in, like the story mode that, Me- that Melee had, the, the side scrolling one. Yeah, from Super Smash Bros. Melee, I it would be much like when they added the original battle mode into Mario Kart Eight. I'd be like, oh, that would you be... put it in like it should have been. So here's the thing: like, as you said, no one's really surprised by like this potential rumor because everyone's, especially after we saw like you know um, that the like the release date or the announcement for like when Switch's online services were going to go go up later on the year. And additionally, even in like it's, I guess it's not really hyping it up, but like the Switch, the Nintendo employee, like the 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 official communication being like it'll it'll be worth the wait, basically. So yeah, you can you can assume this September Smash Brothers game, it'll come with like it'll come packed in with a code for like three or six months of Nintendo Switch Online access and stuff like that. It just, it writes and sells itself. Exactly. It makes sense. When we inevitably get that, that press release or that, that direct, we're just going to be like, I'm, I'm excited, but also called it like, you know, <laughs> also I, saw this coming. Yeah, exactly. This is not a surprise, but I'm still fucking excited because man, I, I haven't played smash in a while. We haven't had a good smash session for a while. Um, yeah. Smash Wii was good. Like Smash it was, dead, was, it was, it was cool. like it was light years better from Brawl. Like oh, it's yeah. not even close. Like Brawl is not good in my opinion. Um, I feel like it, I feel like Wii U took the best of things from all the other games and sort of mashed it in there and sort of made it its own thing to sort of keep everyone at least a little bit happy. <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's a that's a that's a you know great achievement. Um, I think All I've got to do now it. for this version is nerf Bayonetta. Yeah, fucking... I, as someone who plays Bayonetta, then yeah, absolutely nerf Bayonetta. I mean, there's all... Like, it's not going to happen, but there's been talks from this professional Smash Wii U crowds. We're going, hey, can we ban Bayonetta? Which is a massive flashback to when they were going to ban Meta Knight back in the days of Brawl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bayonetta's so, fucked. I wonder, but... I wonder if I'll tinker with Bayonetta a bit because she is a bit ridiculous, but whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Her, I think like, the interesting thing... Yeah. Yep. Her combo chains are fucked up. Like, it's so dumb. Yeah, they've um, already nerfed her a little bit. Yeah. But she needs more nerfing, I think. <laughs> oh. The uh, interesting t- thing to consider is, so I we can assume that 3DS stages will get prettied up and chucked in the game. Yep. Do we I, think that game mode they had will come across? I fucking hope so. I honestly fucking hope so because that game mode was fix it. so good. It was so good. I loved it. Um, it needs more stages. Playing that one stage got yeah. really boring. 
Hey, and that could be the new content they release. They could be like, hey, it's that thing from the, the 3DS one, but it's also got an extra stage now. And everyone's like, yeah, that'd be enough. I mean, let's face I'm it, though, pre- Karen. If, even if it was just a port of Wii U, we're buying this. Like, you know oh, that yeah. we're day one. We're there. Like, and but if- we're not the only ones like that. There's so many people around the world that are like, day one, as soon as this gets announced, I'm I'm throwing money down on this. Like, for sure. Um, I'm just saying that if I port across that 3DS mode but don't add anything to it, I'm never playing it. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'll play it. It's fucking great. I loved it. Um, I've seen that map enough. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a gimme. Like, do you think, though, okay, there's a Smash Smash title on Switch. Do you think potentially... This could be, I was watching kind of funny, and this was something that Tim brought up, um, Tim Geddes, and I was like, huh, that's an interesting spin on things. Do you think if we get it in September with this announcement, or like for when the thing goes live in September, do you think that would be coincide with a virtual console launch for GameCube, and it will be a port of Melee? Maybe. No one would play it because of lag. <laughs> True. There would be too much input lag and they would just go back to their CRTs in their GameCubes. Very true. Um, it could happen. It's a matter of time. So Melee has is center stage at EVO this year. Right. It is the only game on that list of EVO games that has been around as long as it has been. Right. At this point, it's nearly impossible to deny that Nintendo, Nintendo cannot ignore it. And yeah. I think that when the... GameCube Virtual Console comes out, we will get Melee for sure. Yeah. But I don't know if that'll be this Smash game, just because... I, I suppose know, like the maybe. part of like adding the extra existing Wii U 3DS content, like added new stuff. Yeah, That's, and like even yeah. if they if I did do a like Melee on the Virtual Console, it would set certain expectations, I think, for the next Smash game to go from Melee really fast to Brawl really slow to Wii U being a really nice middle ground back to melee being really fast. I think that would be, I don't see them going, wanting to go back down that way. Yeah. I. So here's my next point. Do you think that this potential announcement could be Smash Brothers as a service? And we have, as a, as a platform rather than a game, a new game. That's so, the future of fighting games. Exactly. Future, fighting games come out for roster and they have seasons. Yep. Of characters. And like we've already, we're already like seeing Street it. Fighter, yeah, Street Fighter Five's doing it, and uh, I think Tekken Seven, maybe. I don't, I don't follow Tekken Seven enough. I, Dragon I, Ball I, Fighters has this eight, like eight characters planned out. I don't know if there's more planned after that. Yeah, but Street Fighter Five at least is at like season three of its characters or something like that. Having it as a platform, I think, is the, is the way to go. And I think with something like Smash Brothers, it is so, we, so that way we don't have to wait for. And go, oh man, I wish there was a new one on the new console or whatever. It's like this is this is it. This is what's going this is the future of Smash Brothers. We're just gonna keep adding shit to it. I think it only works for this one. Like I think on a, the next Nintendo platform there would need to be a new Smash. Okay. Just yeah, because fine. this game's roster is <laughs> at like fifty characters. It's pretty big, yeah. It's pretty big. There needs to be cuts. <laughs> Start with Dark Pit and go from there. Because with clone characters? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All the fucking clone characters. like Trim them out, get rid of them. Yeah, 
Fuck them out. Fuck them off. Add Shovel Knight, obviously, because of course oh. because Shovel Knight. He's he's got an amiibo. Yeah, put him in there. I I think he's still up there. If I had to pick like a an indie character, I think he's still up there. He's still he's my number one. Like this this is the no brainer. Like fucking make this happen. <laughs> like why hasn't it happened already? And make this happen. I I don't see it happening, but maybe. I think we're more likely to get like, I mean, obviously, but I would say before Shovel Knight, we are getting Inklings, obviously. Shovel Knight's going to be after those for sure. That'll be the initial announcement with this new version. They'll be like, now, new characters, a new challenger approaching, and it'll be the Inklings. That'll be the, 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 the announcement announcement, if that makes sense. That's, that's what I reckon anyway, but... (laughs) But yeah, I just as much as I want him in there, I don't think we're getting Shovel Knight ever. Fucking, fucking, oh, god damn it! I just think, it I mean, it so all depends sense. on what Yacht Club does next. True, very true. If Yacht Club does another Shovel Knight game next, maybe. But I think now Shovel Knight. Fucking put as him in as, fucking ukulele. Yeah, well, I mean, side that's, quest that's a that. whole. That that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just want fucking Shovel Knight and Smash. Oh, boy. You can dream. I'm not going to take away your dream. And it could happen, but I just... Thanks. I don't know. Um, cool. All right. Uh, any any final thoughts on the, on this potential uh, announcement that's going to happen in the, I guess, the coming months? Uh, again, it's been a while. Emily Rogers has been reputable in the past. She She's no Laura Dale, I think. I think that's fair to say. Laura, no. Laura Dale is... She is the leak master. Yep. It's but like at the same and, time... Her like, and Eurogamer are like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, Laura's got her sources and Eurogamer have their sources and, like, they're pretty on the on the mark most of the time. But, you know, Emily's... Emily's definitely been there in the past and it, this just makes sense. Everything that she has written out, I yeah. look at and go, yeah... Yeah, this would this make money for Nintendo. Yeah, this is what we expected. Um, I think ever since the people found out, like temporarily, people found out they could use their GameCube controller adapters on yep. the Switch, people have been like, oh, okay, then we are getting Smash. Like, sure. <laughs> like it just is happening. And even before that, it's like, well, it's a new Nintendo console, console. we're getting a Smash because we got one for the last four. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, well, it's just a matter of time. Whether It's it be- just extra suspicious because... Wii U was just the one where Nintendo basically conceded that the best way to sm- play Smash is on a GameCube controller. Yep. You can use other controllers, but it feels best on the Cube controller. And when that was temporarily available on the Switch, it's like, oh, well, they did make Smash controllers last gen, and the adapter, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I guess it's interesting. When do you think they're going to do it? Do you think they wait until E3 for this? Or do you think there's a direct... Because there probably will be a direct between here and E3 where they they, announce stuff. If they do a a direct that's specifically about the online stuff, I reckon that's when they do it. I reckon that's when they they should do it then. Because that's the thing. It's like, here's our online service. This is what it's going to be. This is what the things that we're going to do. This is the price. This is exactly when it's going live. And also, a week from then... 
you're going to be able to play Smash Brothers on the Wii, on the Switch, and everyone's going to go fucking nuts. Oh, Joel. As you said, like that's what they should do, so they're not doing that. Yeah, I, I know. They're probably not going to do that. They're, but yeah, I, you're right. They should do that and also talk about the virtual console yep. and that's a, yeah because apps coming to the Switch and all that. But yeah, they're not going to do that. God because damn it. you're gonna you're gonna have like this is the game that you want. You want to sell those memberships when that that service goes live. You want to have stuff that you've got to show for it, and you're going to have a game that people are going to want to play on it. Oh yeah. And so virtual console and Smash Brothers is a no no brainer. Whether when you think of Nintendo, when you think of Nintendo multiplayer, like Smash is it. Once upon a time, yeah. it, would, it may have been Mario Kart for me, or Goldeneye for a brief a period there as well. Yeah, I was a Nintendo though. That was rare back in the day of, of yeah, the glory days of rare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Smash is what I think of when I think multiplayer Nintendo now. So, yeah. and the idea of playing a Smash online and it actually working is—it sounds incredible to me. It's it sounds exciting. amazing. It's exciting. Because Brawl Online was just the worst. Yeah. And Smash Wii U and 3DS was okay, but there was still a bit of lag. I just never tried but, it. Yeah. I just never tried it. I was like, I didn't have a need to at the time. Um, now... I just wanted to play more Smash, so well, I was playing people around the world. Now, we have a reason for, for the like you know for wanting the online to work well, because that would be a good thing for us uh, and our friendship group, so... But I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, speaking of meeting people online, Karen, <laughs> got a bit of a strange one here. Uh, this is my I'd, favorite thing. I didn't know about this. I, you can take this because I didn't know anything about this until okay. today. So I don't want to take credit for this. You, I opened up our document that we have when we write our notes for for each week for the episode, and I, this was the last news story, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Um. So- so yeah, as I was trawling the net, trying to compile some stuff to talk about, in my Twitter feed, there was people talking about a little thing about a little story about Metal Gear Survive. Now, Metal Gear Survive is, of course, Konami's first Metal Gear game without Kojima's involvement. So, a Metal Gear game that we shouldn't care about. Yeah, apparently it's hot garbage. No surprises there. Uh, I mean, seriously, no one's surprised. I think at this nope. point. But uh, the the best part about it is it's um, EULA agreement that you can you obviously have to agree to to play the game that no one reads. No, no one ever reads those things because they're like, oh, it's such a huge wall of text, and you there's just a, want to play the game. There's a great episode of South Park based around that too, around the the iTunes one, the Apple one, um, and like I, I think they end up signing off on a whole bunch of different stuff that you know they basically sign their lives away to Apple. Um, I can't remember the exact stuff, but I remember there's an episode about that. That's like, you know, well, you didn't read all the text. So you didn't catch this couple of little bits of pieces of, um, of information. And thus we own you now, essentially. I mean, someone could very easily do it because I, I just scroll mm-hmm. through those things as yep. quickly as I can. I always think every time uh, I do, I'm always like, wonder what's in here. And then I get to the bottom. Of, oh, except cool. I'm done into the game. I was like, what have I, what have I agreed to? Yeah. Oh, well, playing the game now. Yeah. La, 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 la. Uh, but someone decided to actually have a bit of a, a peek at the Metal Gear Survive one. Uh, and one particular dot point stands out, Joel. Okay. So, 
it's a, it's among a list of things that you are unable to do. You're like if you want to play this game, you have to agree that you won't do these things if you you know boot it up. One of the points is you you absolutely you will not do this, Joel. You will not seek a relationship with another player or act that Konami determines is made for the main purpose of causing a relationship, including relationships, acts, and socializing limited within the content. So, Joel, do not, don't you dare date other don't, Metal Gear Survive players. Don't start dating that girl from Canada that you're playing. No, don't, because Konami, you've, you, you agreed to to not do that, Joel. What the fuck is this? So, I can sort of see, like, because people can get weird on the internet, True. stalkery on the internet, so I can of sort of, I mean, it's not going to stop them from doing it, just because they hit agree, like, they're still going to do it, probably. That's, um, um, yeah. But oh, maybe God. it's an effort to sort of combat that, but it's also just unintentionally hilarious. It's just, oh my God. It's such a, it's such a bizarre story that I had no idea was a thing and um yeah konami trying to just really crack down on everything including your personal life there's some specific stuff in here as well like another one that you agreed not to do is you agreed to not engage in acts that encourage or encourages or assists suicide or drug use or any act leading to meetings for the purpose of sexual or obscene acts oh my god you will not post, publish, collect, or accumulate personal information of third parties, including addresses, email addresses, telephone numbers, credit card numbers, or account numbers. You will not campaign for pre-election campaign, campaign, or participate in politics or other similar acts. Like, I d- wow, I'm glad someone actually read this. Wow, yeah. This makes me worried for all the other ones that I've fucking signed off on. Um... <laughs> what, if, like, what if my marriage is like a sham or something like that now what just, if well I was going to say if if you ever come home and your wife has purchased two copies of Metal Gear Survive you're in trouble I don't have to worry about that because she's actually got sense so she's got she's got smarts when it comes to buying video games and just in general because she's a smart person and she doesn't buy I'm shit I'm just saying things. that if, if anyone out there is in a relationship and they're oh, significant they want other, to try and just fucking break it put, off no, they, yeah, they put down two copies of Metal Gear Survive that's it like oh, let's play a game honey it's like oh no thank you <laughs> and no um it's good. an interesting way to break up with someone I guess an expensive way to break up with someone and also just extra insulting to use Metal Gear Survive. Ugh, ew. That, that would be enough. If, 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 <laughs> like, if she came home with a co- two copies of Metal Gear Survive, I'd be like, really? Really? Okay, we need to have a serious conversation, I feel. Like, <laughs> whoa. Like, that, that's enough. But yeah, the fact that this is official now, that you can't, it's in writing, that, in an agreement that yeah, you sign up Yeah, don't you do it. Don't do it. I, I like the idea of, of Daddy Konami trying to protect its player base. That's, yeah, it's... Look, I really want to see the numbers on this game and how many people are playing it. I'm I'm keeping an eye on it because, I mean, I'm not going to pick it up. God, no. But I'm curious to see how it does. Yeah. And I think, like, the annoying thing is, Joel, like, deep down in that game is a concept I love because my I want roaming around Metal Gear Solid 5 
co-op is all I wanted. Like that, when I played that game, I'm like, oh, imagine this with friends. It would be so cool. And but, now they're sort of doing it, but in a really gross and weird way. In a survival game that's base building, which I just was like, I hardcore checked out when I saw when I when I jumped into the beta for the ten minutes that I played, and I was saw I saw how much emphasis there was on that. I was like, "Ugh, I'm so not into this." I can't That's the part I actually like the most. Base I, building is cool. I couldn't be bothered. I was like, "I can't." You suck. I can't be bothered. I just want to go shoot. It's things. what I want to go. It's be what nearly. It's what can convince me to buy Fortnite. The base building stuff and that, but I'm not. I mean, if yet. like if I had like spent time with it and I actually cared, but I just I started up. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care for any of this. To be fair, your main was mine. Your mind was made up already. Yeah. Nothing that game was going to do was going to change your mind. No. You hate Metal Gear Solid Five, so I do. No, I just hate. There's the no story. way to survive. No, to be fair, I hate the story that. of it. Like and you that's said, that's why you play a Metal Gear game mostly. Exactly. So you know, but like the fact that, like you said, this was like you know, being able to play co-op, like. Metal Gear Solid Five gameplay in different locations through the Metal Gear universe. I'm like, this could be fun. But then I'm like, oh, I've got to build base, and that's the whole that's the whole thing. Like, oh, I just want to go out and have to stand here and just like shoot people as they try to attack me. All right, okay. Like, I'd rather go and do like infiltration missions and like try and sneak around and 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 like be online with you and be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into the the bottom left, uh, and I'm gonna try and sneak up, grab this guy here. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to go over from the top. I'm going to keep an eye out for anyone coming, just in case someone decides to come after you. And like, you know, got covering, uh, having that communication and being really sort of sneaky. It wouldn't go like that. It'd go in like the time we played Resistance together. And oh fuck, and that was the worst. When we played, that was the worst. It was. It the, made me hate Resistance. It was the best. It was the best. Uh, to be fair, Joel, that's probably what Metal Gear Solid Six will be like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When it comes out a few years down the road from now. Oh, that's going to be a thing that exists, and it's going to make me sad, but I'll probably play it. Oh, boy. But At I, this point, like, I, I think Konami can pretty confidently continue the Metal Gear story. Yeah. True. By the point we played at five, like, shit's out the window anyway. Yeah, it was all the dream, Kyron. Oh, speak coming back to that from boss. before it was like you're, you're no big boss Whoa, what a twist and it's like no what no oh, what about the fire whale the, no, who cares you're no big boss fucking okay alright you're the medic from ground zero fuck off okay alright cool alright I need to move <laughs> on before I get I, get I love how again. much you hate that game oh it's so fucking shit it's so That's... fucking shit it's a, it's so shit, but it's the best Metal Gear game. It is. It's the best Metal Gear game. It's the worst Metal Gear story, and that's saying something. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Well, after finishing on the topic of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five and my hatred for it once again, and da- this time, and Daddy Konami. Fucking Daddy Konami. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I think it's time we move into some questions. I've um, got a couple of tasty ones this week. Actually, not questions uh, this week, Joel. They're games. Not questions. Yeah, they're games. We've got games this week. And I tell you what, fucking loving the games. Last week was lots of fun, um, which uh, our first question, uh, or first game provider, uh, Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick, 
uh, put up the stakes that if uh, the winner of last week's game got a uh, a picture drawn to commemorate the uh, the, the occasion. Uh, and I'll tell you what, you can go to our Twitter account and you can see he uh, tagged us in it. It's pretty fucking great. It is. It, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, so I... I Basically, let's let's get into Sean's game because uh, there are some more stakes this week. So, the wonderful Sean Kirkpatrick, who you can find at Shawnee Boy Draws on Twitter and Instagram, um, and check out all his amazing art. Um, I RSVP to his wedding today, so there's that. That's the thing. Even his fucking invites. For the, I'm looking at it now. The invite for the wedding is fucking incredible. It's insane. Dude's stupidly talented, and I love him. Um, but Sean's game this week is. Each of you has to secretly think of a video game genre. Then, when you're ready, the first person reveals their genre, and the other has 30 seconds to name as many games as they can in that genre. Second person does the same, and the winner gets a drawing. So, another drawing on the line here, Kyron. Oh, okay. We got prizes. I'm loving this. This is great. There's real, real, real stakes here. Okay, so, do you have a genre? I'm going to have to think one. Uh... I do. Mm-hmm. Do you have a genre? There's there's a lot to choose from. There is a lot to choose from. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I've got one. You've got one? Alright, who wants to go first? Who one. went first last time? It was me, I think I it? went first. Yeah, I think... How do I, how do yeah, I, not... I think I guessed first. You you had your question, you had your character, and I guessed first. I'm pretty so, sure. So I guess that means that you would pick a genre first. I'll pick a genre first. So okay. all right. So how do we do? You want one of us to time, and the other one keeps track. Yeah. Well, I've got my timer ready to go on thirty okay. seconds. So, do you have uh, something to note down? I've got my I've got my smartphone. Hopefully, I can keep good count. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. Here we go. You ready? Never, but let's go. (laughs) Okay. The genre is racing games and go. All right. So, Burnout, Mm -hmm. uh, Gran Turismo, Mm -hmm. Need for Speed, Mm -hmm. Beetle Adventure Racing, Yep. Mario Kart, Yep. Crash Team Racing. Mm hmm. Oh, what was that? Oh, shh. Seven seconds. Uh, Midnight Club. I think that's one. Oh, nice. Add times up. <laughs> oh, you can hear it. There's the timer. Professional. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We've got sound effects now. Um, Nice, nice. Fucking Great racing work. games, dude. I, I don't play them. <laughs> I know, but I, I was like, I, I want to make it like vague enough. But I wasn't going to do like digital board games, which is my first thought. I don't know why. That would have fucked me. I, I would exactly. have gotten, I would I have like, gotten I like a mellow and gone, uh. Yeah, I don't want to fuck, I didn't want to fuck you over, but I wanted to make it like some sort of a challenge. So. What was the name of that? I was trying to think of um, that racing game that was on PS3 that we played together once. It started with B. It was like Mario Kart. Blur? Blur, that was its name. Mm-hmm. Blur, Blur was fun. It was okay. I liked Blur. I liked Blur. Um... <laughs> I was, I was going to say, you could have gone into in depth of all the Need for Speed games and just See, listed I, off a whole bunch of them. I didn't want to cheat like that. I was just like, nah, oh, okay. man. 
All right. All right. Most now wanted, you've laid that groundwork, I will try not to. I will try not to do that as well. Maybe. So do you want me to time you and then you keep count of yours? I didn't keep count of having I said, by the way. <laughs> you didn't keep count? No. Oh. Do, do it in post. <laughs> do it in post. I, I will do I'll do scores and announce a winner in post. <laughs> Potentially. Uh, I had the time and going. That you was, know what? To be fair, unless, unless you absolutely steamroll me. Yeah. Well, okay. Fair I, think you'll, I think it'll I be think very you, clear if you name more. I think you, you had like, you had about like eight or nine, I would say. Roughly. I'll get the numbers. It's fine. I'll look back on it. Um, I'll edit what? it in here. Kyron named eight racing games. Okay. We should be so, so natural. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it won't be jarring whatsoever. <laughs> now that you've come back from that, C- congratulations, Karen, on however many you got. Um, on the, on the amount right. of titles you guessed. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, I so think I'm, I'm good. You're, so I'll time you and you keep telling. Because my, uh, my phone yeah. fucked up and I was trying to keep telling. I'm worried it's going to do it again. All right. Yeah. I'll keep telling. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what I'll do is I'll save a genre and then I'll count you into where I'm going to start, okay? Okay. All right, cool. So the genre I'm going to give you, Joel, speaking of genres yep. that, are, that are close to your heart, this one is close to mine. Survival Excellent. horror. So oh, boy. you can start in three, two, one, go. All right. So Resident Evil, Silent Hill, uh, uh, fucking uh, Evil Within, um... Survival horror, survival horror, survival horror. Uh, uh, Soma, Amnesia. Uh, Ten seconds. Uh, survival horror, survival horror. What else is there? Um, Time. Fuck. <laughs> I froze. <laughs> How, when, when you're like... When you're on the clock like that, dude, like, oh. oh. And and I started thinking about, I was like, is that survival horror? Because my, my brain was like five minutes of Freddy's, and I'm like, that's not survival horror. That's, that's a jump scare simulator. That's not. So that's oh, the thing. Like, fucking layers of fear. God damn it. Oh, layers my God. Layers of fear. Uh, Project Zero. I'm, Karen, glad, I'm glad you picked Amnesia and Soma. That makes me very happy. Yeah. I, I, Soma, I was like, I think Soma is, sure. Soma is, yeah, that, it's quite frictional. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. That counts. Cool. Um, Karen, I feel pretty confident in saying that you won that one. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it'll be I close. Five. It's just... I got when five. It, when you're on the clock, that fucking pressure oh. is like... <laughs> and then of, I started... Because I, I started second guessing myself and I was like, fuck, is that one? No. Is it? Oh, God, shit. No. And then I froze. Deer all, in the headlights. I'm glad you didn't say Amy from the PS3. That was the one I almost said. I couldn't think of the name. I was like, there's the one, there's the shit one. The, the one, one with the little Karen girl played. in the train yeah. station and it's awful. I was like, the shit one that Karen hates and it's a girl's name and I couldn't think of it. And then you said time and I was like, fuck. Well, oh, the answer damn. to that one would have been Amy and it's garbage and don't play it. I, oh, Jesus. Oh. And also too, because I, I was trying to adhere to the rules as well. I'm like, no, you were very diplomatic about that by not trying to go like, just name a whole bunch of Need for Speed games. <laughs> I was like, I could have just said Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, Code Veronica, 0, um, 7. You could have. I tried to keep it genre, but, like just a, as a franchise, but 
I it's so annoying because now I'm thinking of all these racing games. Split second was another it's, one. Split like second one. That's on fucking. Ex- that's on backwards compatibility, and I kind of want to go play it again because it was fun. Did I even say Forza? You didn't say Forza. Forza? That was the one that I was like, yep. God damn it! And you could have gone. You could have gone Forza. Motorsport and Horizon, I would have accepted that because they're two different franchises. Good so. God. So many are just popping into my head now. That's how it is. When, it's a, when it's a timer, man, that pressure. I'm still frozen because I try and block. I, 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 the only reason I know about survival horror games is through you. And I'm like, what has Kyron played? Layers of Fear was one that I should have known because I actually watched you play some it of It just that. came to Switch as well. Check it out. Yeah, I did see that. No, thank you. Um, I am okay. I tried. I don't want to throw. I don't want to throw my switch across the room. Um, in fright. Play in t- oh, on, on the TV. It'll be fine. Nah, nah. I just bought a new soundbar. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want to hear things through that. Sure, you do. I don't want to hear bad things. I don't want to hear bad things. <laughs> oh boy! I'll oh, get the adrenaline running now. Jesus, woof! You are ready to play Alrighty. some survival horror games. No, I'm not. <laughs> that was that was that was pressure enough. Thank you. I am okay. Thirty second spurts here and there. You didn't even say I PT. Watch... I know that's the one. I was like, does PT count? Because like technically, I, I count it. I, I'm keeping yeah. my PS4 purely for PT. Yep. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Long PT. That's one I've actually. I like sat and watched you play that through my shirt, like <laughs> as it was pulled over my head. It, it's. I'm sad again now. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Well, thank you, Sean, for your game. It was really fun, even if it made Kyron sad a little bit, and also me almost have a heart attack uh, and <laughs> and a brain aneurysm at the same time. So all within um, thirty seconds. I was just like ah, and I just froze up. Um, just like shut down and crinkled up into into a ball. Um, but yes, thank you so much for that. Can I just say a, you, I'm you, super happy? I said this week. I'm pretty happy. I said Beetle Adventure Racing. Beetle Adventure, fucking good choice. This is a deep it's a, cut. It's a, it is a classic. That game is awesome. It's I a played, fucking great game. I played so much of it on my 64. The best. Oh, so good. So good. And then they had like the Holden HSV. Oh, I remember the Holden one. Well. Fuck that shit, man. It's and Beetle, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Beatles only. Yeah, Beetle Adventure. Bring that to the Switch. Fucking get that shit back out. Get that on the 64 Virtual Console. Virtual Console. Fucking A. Fucking A. Or the no, that put it on the, the Nintendo sixty four mini. Beetle Adventure Racing headline. Essential. Top line game. Yep. Essential game. Includes um, Beetle Adventure Racing. Fucking A. Fucking A. Oh, well, thank you very much, Sean, for your game. It was lots of fun. Uh and yeah, congratulations, Karen. It's Maybe. your turn to reap the spoils. No, I'm I'm gonna go on record and say it. Like you've you pretty much you've got it. You've definitely got that. I'll do a recount, and if I'm wrong, I'll edit it in the podcast. So that way Sean knows, okay? <laughs> um, but I'm fairly confident. I reckon you got about, like, at least six or seven. And I only got five because I'm a dumb idiot. All right. On to our second game for this week's episode, and it is from Mr. Broderick Gordes, co-host of the... I was going to say Dialogue Options Podcast. I'm like, that, that's our one. That's uh, us, Joel. Go, and I'm pretty that's, sure that's, Brod's not here right now. He's been on in the past, he's but not, he's not here right now. He has. We, we want to have him back on it as well. We want to have Sean on the show as well. But um, uh, Broderick is the co-host of Hunting Seasons. Uh, if you like television series as much as you like video games and listening to us talk about them, why not go and check out Hunting Seasons? Because those guys are amazing. They uh, Basically, each episode is about a 
single season of a, a television series, um, and they just break it down in terms of just that season. Um, if it's a multiple season show that they're doing, they'll do like a bit of a ranking at the end. I think I think they still do that uh, of where the the different um, they give it a score basically, and they sort of see where it's sitting against the other the other uh, seasons in the, the series, which is really good. Um, the last one of theirs that I listened to was still the Good Place one. I haven't listened to any of their new ones because I don't watch Star Trek Discovery, but I believe that was their one from last week. Um, the part two of week, season one. Was this week's for Why season two? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I still haven't watched The Wire yet. You should so, watch The Wire, Joel. I should watch The Wire. I should watch a lot of things, Kyron, but you know what I've been watching? The fucking Office again, so... <laughs> Classic. Um, it's great. It's a fucking great show. Well, hey, when they when they tackle The Office, I'll be day and date. I'll be there for that episode. All episode. however many seasons, nine seasons, and I'm almost done with them. I'm in season eight at the moment. So, but anyway, go and check them out. They are amazing. Uh, Broad and Damask are incredible. We love them both as as people and and as hosts. Um, they're really it's a really informative podcast. Actually, I really do enjoy listening to it. Um, when it's something that I've watched. <laughs> I'm intimidated yeah. because my TV knowledge is probably garbage and I probably like these TV shows and I'll be like, ugh. It, no. That's good. You might learn something. That's good. You you could learn something about it. You might come away with something and go, today I learned from Broad and Damask. That my TV show that is bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, you know, I can't guarantee that it's going to be anything positive or negative, but, you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, they're great. Go and show them some love. Subscribe to them. Listen to them. Give them a rating. All that jazz. Um, but Brod's game this week is, uh, consider this gamer, fuck, marry, or kill. Of the following series, choose one to keep going as it is, one to keep releasing new games every one to two years for the rest of time, and one to outright cancel forever. So, the three franchises that he has given us are Dark Souls, uh, including Bloodborne or future spiritual sequels. Uh, so anything in like the Soulsborne genre, I would uh, uh, from from software, I assume. Yeah, we sort of classify that. Yeah. Uh, Metroid and Persona. Go, he says at the end of it. All right. So what do we do, Karen? He thought he had us, didn't he? He well, did. I mean, we, he, probably, we, he thought he had me, probably. Because, I mean, what, what would your answer be, Joel? Um, for me, it'd be... Uh, I'd probably do... Uh, the one to keep going as normal would be Persona. So you get one every, like, five or six, seven years or so, or whenever it's ready. Whenever it's ready is the important part of that statement. Uh, Metroid, every, ga- uh, every one to two years, so more frequently until the end of time. We get a new Metroid game. It's easy to do. You can just do, like, platformer ones. Like, pixel platformer ones that you could just pop out, chuck up on the on the virtual console or on the, the eShop or something like that and just make it, like, you know, next chapter of Metroid. Uh, and then, unfortunately, kill Dark Souls and the Soulsborne from From Software. Um, because, I mean... Metroid and Persona, man. Sorry. <laughs> I, I he, he thought he had me, but honestly, my answer is the same. Yep. 
it hurts because Dark Souls One is the best game that came out on the PS3. Let's I. It sucks because Bloodborne's one of my all-time favorite games, so that that sucks. And it was the game that made me like realize that I'm not entirely shit at video games, and that I should stop telling myself that I am. So, um, and be the, persistent with them. The only games here that were that were in trouble were Persona and Dark Souls because Metroid was living no matter what. Metroid was of like course, every yeah. one to two years because. Between first person and side scrollers, as you can just yep. rotate those, it but makes the, sense. Like, it and was you e- do, even if you did one every like two years, and it was like, ah, oh, it's like a new chapter in like the pixel ma- uh, the, the pixel Metroid series. It's like, all right, cool. It's another like four to five hour experience. It's, it's you, you play it and it's fine. But both Dark Souls and Persona are really incredible, like multi hundred hour experiences. And it was mm-hmm. even it was going to come down to one of those two dying, and I just. And it's 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 selfish. It's based purely off my enjoyment of the most recent entries in both of those IPs. I guess technically, like, I say IP well, because that's a good... yeah, it's not really Soulsborne. I mean, Dark Souls Three was the most recent one, and it was good. But Persona Five was yep. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I mean, it's yeah. He thought he had you with that one, but it makes sense. Like, I mean. And also, it makes sense for the Persona thing to be as normal, because as normal is whenever it's ready. That's all they so, can manage. Like, even if I wanted totally to play fine. this game and say, like, a new Persona game every one to two years, oh god, it's impossible to think. I can't imagine that. I don't I, want, and I don't want that either, because I don't want, I don't want that experience of having a new Persona game to play be. A, that's a special moment. That's a special occasion. Like, that's, you know. Usually have been like delayed four times, and you're just like, for the love, it's been out in Japan for six months, and you're like, for the love of fucking god, I just want to play this game, and then you get it, and it's the best day ever. Um, Persona Five was the best day ever because I went to Benio and recorded a podcast about Persona Four, um, and then went home and played Persona Five. It was a very good day. Um, but yeah, and like obviously, like I said, the Metro one makes sense. Like you could just do it. It would be easier to pop out. A, a side scroller Metroid every one to two years. Um, but and yeah. I almost, I almost just feel like From Software would almost be okay with Dark Souls dying at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miyazaki wants to do different things. He wants to be yep. free of it, and that's fine. I respect that. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously their new game is going to be a Dark Souls like game because it's their it's okay. their curse it's their tr- they're fated to make Dark Souls like games now unfortunately exactly, yeah. and I almost wonder or like to have would, elements would I be that, doing them yeah. a favor if I killed Dark Souls and just let them be free <laughs> from software be free of this horrible ridiculously yeah. difficult genre they created return to ashes or, or some 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 uh, poetic uh, sentence of that ilk um but yeah, don't, he thought he had us there. Don't discount my love of Dark Souls. When May is here, you will hear me talk about Dark Souls 1 all month. You'll hear me talk about it too, because I'll, I'll be month. playing it and going, God, how the fuck do I do this? <laughs> and I'll be all That's like, yeah, this is this wasn't this stuff here that you want to do, it wasn't in Dark Souls 1. <sighs> okay. Stripped back, but, man. Back to basics. Back, back to basics. See, I just... I've had the perfection that is Bloodborne, man. It's a 10. It's an easy 10, Dark Souls 1. Even though it's got, like, one of the most poorly put together 
areas performance wise that I think I've played in the game. And like it's towards just... the end, the enemy uh, deployment and like the, the sort of stage design, the wheels sort of fall off it. But everything else about that game is beautiful and I love it. And it's peak from software. But it's dead in this game. It's dead. It's all gone. Uh, so uh, thank you for that, Brod, for trying to trick us and uh, trying to trick Kyron in particular. But um, he wanted to. He he wants to spark fights between us. That's what he's trying to do. Have you noticed that? He but he's going to want to. Even when he's been talking to us in like in our like private conversations and stuff, he's trying to egg us on. He's trying to trying to get us to have to go one on one. We're too apparently, according to him, we're too nice. Too nice. We're too huh? nice to each other. Yeah, it's it's like we're friends or something. Fuck. I'm trying to think what what's what's coming. Is there anything coming up that's going to like drive a wedge between us? Potentially, Dark Souls One. Oh yeah, Joel. If you hate Dark Souls One, I'm going to lose a lot of respect for you because I think it, worst case scenario is I'm going to not enjoy Dark Souls One as much as I want to. That's I think that's as bad as it's going to get. I'm not going to hate. That's okay. It. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. All You're right. allowed to be okay. wrong. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Ease up, Turbo. We haven't probably. Got the game. Well, I haven't got the game yet. All right. Little, little preview of things to come in May, probably. Let's fucking. Are you happy now, Bron? You fucking got you what you wanted. You got fucking hatred between the two of us. Fuck. God damn. Karen said it's home. God damn. Well, well, to be fair, if we want to like drive a wedge between us, we just have to drag out. The discussion about why Bloodborne is not better than some of the Dark Souls games because it's very stripped back and pretty simplified, which is fine. It's it's okay, but but it's so good. It's yeah. so good though. It's good. It's fast paced and it, I just, it's. I just wish it was hectic. It's oh. just it's not meaty enough for me. It's aggressive. It's visceral. It's. The monster design is amazing, and the the world is terrifying in the the creepy Lovecraftian way, and I fucking adore that. It's horror that I can play, and I just oh oh but all the all the not the weapons, the weapons are cool, but all of your all of your equipment, your clothing is meaningless. It's all pointless. It's fine. No, we'll I focus want my... on cool weapons that switch that switch weapons, trick oh, weapons. Also, fuck yeah. I hope you like playing a strength build because Bloodborne doesn't care if you want to be a skill build, a dex build. You don't get to have fun if you want to be dex. Strength builds only here. Yeah, so I do. It's fine. Yeah, see, I wanted to play skill and it was just like, here, have a have a cane. And also you can get your second weapon when you finish the game. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> Two weapons. Fun. Fucking, fucking Ludwig's Holy Blade, man. It's where it's at. Oh, it's boring. It's a sword inside a sword. <laughs> That's fucking cool though. It does lots of damage. I love it. <laughs> okay, Saw Cleaver as well. Saw Cleaver is amazing. That's a really well designed weapon and I fucking love it. Man, a threaded it's cane. So, it's a cane so and a whip. Primey. You don't get so much more grimy. Castlevania than that. That's pretty. Like, it's cool. I should go back and try a. Don't do it. There's no point. Like, just, From just Software hates you. Just don't do it. <laughs> I'll have both going. It's fine. I'll be a, a middle of the road build. Just it was all health, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> just all health. The bar goes across the screen. I'm like, come at me, motherfucker! It still takes like three hits to wipe out. Yeah, to just kill you because that's how much damage yeah. you take. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, you happy now, Brod? I hope you are. Again, look forward to I don't May. Like, 
Karen, forward I don't to like it when we fight. I don't like it when we fight. It's not fun. <laughs> I like it when we get excited about things. I like I like when we share hype, not when we fight. <laughs> well, we'll oh, see. Boy. We'll see what happens in May. Anything could happen, mate. I think I'm going to enjoy it. I honestly do. I think I'm going to enjoy it. I just I don't. Yeah, I I I think worst case scenario is I'm going to not enjoy it. Obviously, as much as Bloodborne, but like, which is funny because it's better than Bloodborne. Mm, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm so excited. We'll I'm so excited. We'll, see. we'll fucking see, mate. We'll fucking see. All right, <laughs> I think it's time for you to send us home, card. Oh, as I think it's, I think it, I think you're right, Joel. We 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 drove a wedge between us, so yeah, it's time to wrap it up. Gave what he wanted. Are you not entertained? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <gasps> oh, uh, God. anyway as always thank you for listening if you've reached this point of the episode we we do appreciate it if you've given us if you've given our talking you know a chance then we appreciate that it's we love video games we talk we about do. video games constantly we do as, as we always say like you always hear us in the podcast saying yeah before we started recording you said this it's because yeah it's just we always talk about video games it just is what it is <laughs> it's like hey did you see that new insert new story here and we're like no and then it starts a conversation for like half an hour so exactly it's just yep we just happen to record one and a half to two hours of us talking about video games for you to listen to and that's uh, very constrained for us so. it's it's the limit it's a cutback version mm, yeah, yeah we make cuts on the fly we do we do <laughs> Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter where we are just dialogue options. If you want to send us a little email, you can send it over to dialogue options at gmail.com. Additionally, whatever podcast platform or service of choice you listen to us on, chuck us a rating, thumbs, stars, scrubbles, a share, mostly scrubbles. We like scrubbles. I love Scrubbles jo- thing now that we've included now. And it's, it's, I just think of that Funhouse bit with Scrubbles yep. and it just infinite infinite hilarity ensues. James James is like absolute joy and just pure laughter at that is my favorite. At Scrubbles? So, yeah. So definitely Scrubbles. give us all the Scrubbles you can. We appreciate all the Scrubbles, it. Scrubbles, please. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us individually on social media, you can find me on Twitter at LemonManX. Uh, lately, Twitter for me has mostly just been me sometimes just asking questions. Like tonight, I was just like, do we need Escape 4 published by EA? Since that's a thing that's apparently rumored to be happening. I because- never played the Escape franchise, and I, yes, I want to play it. I want to see what the fucking hype is about it. I don't know, it's a skating game? I don't know, man. You're probably going to get a well, skate like game full can, of like, microtransactions. Like, cool, like, tricks and stuff with the thumbsticks. And they'll charge you money for it, probably. Somehow. Yeah, I know. I'm not happy that it's an EA franchise. I'm not saying that. Just I want I, I would like to see that, and it would make a lot of people I know happy as well. I also tweeted about the live action Full Metal Alchemist movie, which is okay, mm-hmm. but not better than watching the 64 odd episodes of Brotherhood, which obviously is a bigger time sink, but much better. Hey, well, okay is a good. That's a that's a glowing recommendation. It's yeah, really. If, if that's if that's glowing to you, then yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, like, honestly, compared to, like, some of the other things, when it's, like, live-action movies, and everyone's like, it's fucking trash. Like, that's normally <laughs> normally it's, the response you get. As far as, like, live-action anime adaptations go, I think it's, pr- it's like, probably one of the better ones. Well, that's good. 
if that helps. Uh, but where can they yeah. find you on Twitter, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac, uh, where I I just was retweeting about um, tweeting, tweeting out about uh, the Burnout Paradise remaster because I'm pretty excited about that. It's not my favorite Burnout game, um, but I'm excited to play it with all the DLC. Like the bikes, I didn't even know there was bikes in it in a DLC pack. I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, and I'm excited to play that in like, you know, 60 frames, just looking schmick. Uh, and I also tweeted about watching Michael Scott's last episode of The Office because it always fucking ruins me. Um, <laughs> because it's just done so well and like the characters in that show are just lovely and you grow to love them. In a show that is nine seasons long, that it's still consistently good, even after the main fucking like center point character or like that holds everything together leaves and that show is still decent afterwards it's fucking great testament go watch the office it's on stand it's brilliant watch full metal watch full metal alchemist brotherhood first though or or both one or both i'll do an episode of each back to back that's gonna that's gonna be like weird back and forth (laughs) it's gonna fuck you up yeah it it probably would I can't. I saw today on stand that Spaced is on there as well. I'm mean, very excited. Oh really? About that. If, oh wow. Yeah, I, just, I own it on DVD, but it's like a really good DVD collection. But um, I have the same one as you. On I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's got like the, all the good directors' commentaries and stuff. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Watch that. Hey, we started off like we started off like hunting seasons, and now we've ended like hunting seasons. Good. It's said it's kind of so Book appropriate. Mm, bookended. Uh. All right. You good? Yeah. Okay. Send us home. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux, Strike Witches Get Bitches, take us out. And we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.